Oh hey guys, Andrea Gazetta here. I just wanted to pop in and let you know that on Friday, August 12th, I am going to be releasing uh, my new book. It's called Stratosphere. It's a compendium of all of the original artwork that I created for my solo show Stratosphere last April at Far Gallery. Um, it's going to be 120 pages. It's seven, uh, 8x10, all color um has a lot of like writings some poetry I explain sort of why I created the work why it's important to me my thoughts and feelings going into the show and then of course images of every single piece in the show as well as like some beautiful sort of close-up images to get a sense of the sexiness of the texture I'm really excited about it it looks super cool um and it's only going to be $30 so it's super affordable I know I had a lot of people reach out and say that they love the show but they don't have you know $300 to take home and original piece of artwork so I think this is a really good option if you like the show and you want a little piece of that um, that will be available on my website that's at andreagazetta.com slash shop if you go there now and you don't see it uh, it might not have come out yet that's fine go ahead and just click the link and subscribe to my newsletter as soon as the book is released you'll get that information that it's released and you can go ahead and pre-order it um this is going to be a closed edition book, meaning however many pre-orders I get between Friday, August 12th and September 1st, that's all the books that I'm going to make. So every single book will be numbered and signed by me. You can even ask me to send you a note or tell you my favorite color or anything else. I'll do it. Uh, I'm doing this all by myself. So I have the time, kind of. Let's do it. I'm, I'm down. So yeah, if you like that and you want to do that, go ahead and, and order that right now. That would be super cool. Uh, I love you. Oh, and also, if you're part of my Patreon, you'll get 10% off. So if you're in the $5 tier or up, um, patreon.com slash Andrea Gazetta, you're going to get 10% off the book, which is pretty freaking cool. And uh, I just really appreciate everyone who has supported me in any way that you supported me. Um, thank you so much for listening, and I love you. Bye! Did you know that it's considered a crime punishable by law for women and girls to share menstrual products in prison? Did you know that incarcerated women and girls use socks, mattress stuffing, and ripped sheets while menstruating? And did you know that formerly incarcerated women are two times as likely to experience homelessness and unemployment than men? Run entirely on crowdfunding and online giving, the Thurman Perry Foundation offers scholarships, public health resources, and housing relief to women impacted by incarceration. In one year, they have donated over 70,000 organic, cotton, and chemical-free menstrual products to prisons and jails. They've also awarded tens of thousands of dollars in scholarships across the U.S., and provided housing assistance to formerly incarcerated mothers. This August, for National Black Philanthropy Month, the Thurman Perry Foundation will be partnering with Drew Holiday and the Milwaukee Bucks and his wife, Lauren Holiday, two-time Olympic gold medalist and FIFA World Cup champion, for the Thurman Perry Foundation's Hashtag Black August campaign. Through the entire month of August, the Drew and Lauren Holiday Social Impact Fund will be matching donations given to the Thurman Perry Foundation to address the human rights violations experienced by women and girls through the carceral system. 95% of all funds raised will go directly to currently incarcerated women, formerly incarcerated women, and the daughters of anyone who has experienced incarceration in an ongoing effort to fund scholarships through the Perry Second Chances Scholarship, 
also to prevent reproductive ailments via the Girl Code Initiative and provide housing assistance to formerly incarcerated mothers through their Mother's Day 365 program. Donations can be made at www.thurmanperryfoundation.org, and they can also be sent to the Thurman Perry Foundation via mail at P.O. Box 5471, Covington, Louisiana, 704334. Use the hashtag, hashtag Black August to show your support for TPF's mission of aiding women and girls across the U.S. in seeing a more just and humane future. This episode brought to you by the following patrons. Cody, Boezy, Jeremy, Ali, Shining Donut 911, Nathan, Jennifer with a PH, Mr. Ragebomb, Libby, Wes, Dreskel, Aaron, Danielle, Amy, Tia, Lauren, Dave, Jonathan, Scott, Kate, Isaac, Alex, and Karoon. But because it's that special time of the month, we get to shout out our You Can Get It level sponsors, and they are Eli, Jamie, Bryce, Haley, Sean, another Ashley, Logan, Dominic, Jamie, Trigger Happy Mongoose, Alex, Shayna, Ali, Dr. Voorhees, MD, Priscilla, Matt, Megan, Amelia, Brandy, Maxwell, Lisa, Courtney, AJ, Spider Gwen, Lisa, someone's name is Rock Donkey. <laughs> It wasn't a rock. It was a rock donkey. <laughs> Kristen, Irene, Naomi, Bex, Gage, Laura, Rich Homie One, Richie, Daisy, Jackie, Elisa, Mushroom, Snail Fox, Jennifer, and Michelle. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome horror virgin community. Whether you're a rock donkey or not, you should hang out with us in the Facebook group or Discord servers where we hang out and chat Daily. Hi, I'll be performing Memory from Cats. Get the fuck out. (laughs) 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 Who would have thought the movie where everyone was like, I have a really bad feeling about this woman, you should stay away. Oh, she's the bad guy. (laughs) Mikey, why don't you ever listen to us? <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, the listeners made us watch Audition. Audition. We get it. You liked horror in high school. <laughs> Ooh, you're so edgy, <laughs> listeners. Ooh, man, I bet you went to Hot Topic. Mikey is coming in hot. So, like, okay, when was the first time you guys saw this movie? I think it was when someone got picked on at high school and then they walked away and they whispered to themselves, I bet they couldn't even sit through audition. No. (laughs) When did you first see it? Today, Junior. I first watched this today. Am I the only person who had seen this before today? Yes, Paige. And no one is surprised by that revelation. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Paige, you've seen it before. Mikey, this was the first time for you. What did you guys think? I've heard of it. I've seen Takeshi Mike. I've seen other films by this director that I've liked. Right. I had no interest in seeing Audition after I read this. And I I just, I looked at it back in high school when I liked horror. (laughs) When you liked horror, Mikey? Uh, uh, I was super (laughs) It's kind of overplayed now. (laughs) Yeah. You, like, don't know what it was like back then, but it was, like, really underground or whatever. I had to get a region-free DVD player. You don't even know. <laughs> no, I like I like horror movies. I'm just saying 
I don't high road people by being. I mean, this movie basically is a bunch of people on Twitter being like, you weren't scared of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I love the sound you closed that sentence with because there's so much accuracy in that like person. And I know I know that person, even though like you're not talking about anyone specific, like everyone knows that person. Right. And that's the person who showed them this right. terrifier or <laughs> You know what who you know who that person you know who that person is? Tubi. Because today, after I finished watching this on Tubi, it was like, if you like this, you might also like martyrs. Yes. And I was like, get fucked, Tubi. And they're like, we're gonna start it. And I was like, no. Tubi, I've already gone through high school. I don't need to high road people be like, I watched the most hardcore movie ever this weekend. You couldn't even handle it. And then they're like, whatever, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so wild that that's what this feels like to you because this to me doesn't feel like horror this feels like a really boring movie can i burn a fun fact really quick the director takashi Miike, has said that he does not see this movie as horror i agree with the director and i can't believe i backed into that like this is not a <laughs> horror movie this is right. a terrible like harvey <laughs> weinstein dating simulator where in the last 10 minutes some gross shit happens and then that's it like it's so boring this movie is so boring i messaged you guys while i was watching and i was like i feel like i've been watching this movie for two days <laughs> yeah i mean besides the auditioning and the like limb removal it's pretty much what dating is like you're just like us oh, awkward and weird and people talk no! a lot mikey stop trying to date 24 year olds you're in your mid to late 30s that is the problem i agree with todd was she 24 no Half your age plus seven gives me like a 28. No, that half your age plus seven bullshit is bullshit for a reason because you have nothing to talk about with those people. Which is made clear in this movie. This movie is a textbook case about why you don't (laughs) date people in their 20s. Yes. They're into some fucked up shit, man. You can't keep up with their sexual stuff. Uh, This is why you don't date people who audition for a role, look down at the ground the whole time and mumble. No, this is why you don't (laughs) create a fake audition to date people. I don't like... I do feel like my... Mikey's focusing on the wrong part of this. Like, I think so too. No, you don't. You need to audition for the role of girlfriend if you're going to do this. You can't fake an audition of like a fake movie. You gotta, you gotta own what you're trying to do. Also, he could have dated when his his son was a lot smaller and cleaned up. So he really missed out on this. I think we're now finding out why Mikey wants a child, but not a wife. I just need <laughs> to poke some holes in that last monologue. Uh, so first of all, if you held an audition. To be your boyfriend, exactly zero non-crazy people would show up because yes. that's the kind of shit that people post on Craigslist where they're like looking for roommate, must cook and clean and also fillet me daily. Like no one's showing up to that. They assume you're nuts. Or they want to see your nuts. No, nobody does. <laughs> I would never do that. But I'm saying if a person is the kind of person who wants to have auditions for his girlfriend, be honest about it because he's also probably not in a good spot either and then it's basically reality tv here's the thing they try no other options before jumping to an audition they don't try speed dating they don't try a matchmaking service they don't try just i don't know going to a bar and talking to somebody in person because the whole beginning of this movie views women as a fucking commodity which is why it is interminable to get through yeah i mean literally he mentions to his friend like hey my son told me i should start dating again so like maybe i should start doing that which is fine that part of the conversation is fine yeah that's a, that's a normal part the bad part of the conversation is where his friend 
friend goes, you know what we should do? We should exploit our access to the entertainment industry to get young, attractive women to come and feign interest in you so that you will put them in a project. Like, that is the part where this movie went off the rails for me, and that's like 15 minutes into it. But also, for the entire 15 minutes to get up to them just explaining their plan, and then the next half hour that it takes them to enact their fucking plan... For the first 15 minutes where they're explaining their plan, they talk about women as if they're a thing on a shelf that you could just buy on the buy the store. And I hate it. Hate it so much. They're not great guys. No, they're not. Do I des- did they deserve to get his leg cut off? Probably not. But probably not. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> At what point do you stump <gasps> up somebody? Like, that is never appropriate. Like, you should never dismember someone. Okay, but when she threw that foot at the, the glass door, I laughed, I laughed pretty hard. I mean, that was fucking <laughs> funny, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying she should have removed the foot, but what else are you going to do with it, the Lucy foot? Yeah, I mean, it's what are you going to do with it now? Now it's just dead weight. But, <laughs> but Paige, the reason I laughed is because she puts that sheet down to, like, collect the blood or, like, what evidence, and then she just takes the foot and throws it, like, scattering <laughs> evidence everywhere. Just DNA across the fucking room. And, and this is another thing. The amount of information a man is willing to ignore for a young, pretty woman. <laughs> hang on, hang on, Mikey. I feel like I have fallen victim to that specifically. <laughs> I don't, not this bad. Like, Todd, I'd be like, oh, I researched her ex. He's been missing for 18 months and she's suspected <laughs> yeah. in the murder. <laughs> she definitely killed him. Uh, don't talk about her that way. I mean, I have not done something that egregious. <laughs> but that's the, le- like, his friend's like, I think she's probably a murderer. And he's like, nah, nah, I'm sure she's not. She's fine. She won't let me see where she lives. I know nothing about her, but, you know, she's hot. So, like, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> this Swedish commune seems suspicious. No. <laughs> I'm going to go pee on this down tree. You think that's fine, right? Bye. Oh. <laughs> All he had to do was in the movie after she left the hotel room. I mean, that would have been 90 minutes in because this movie is clearly an hour and a half too long. He gets he gets what he wanted and then she leaves and he's like, I have to see her again. I was like, do, do we? you? I knew that that would be your thing like towards the end when it's like playing with like um, you know what's reality and what's not reality yes that blowjob montage is something we will have to talk about at length at least four inches yeah at length but like when it's playing with that like what's real what's not real and then it goes back to like him waking up and she's not there or whatever I thought maybe he was gonna be like oh thank fuck like I'm out of this. I got what I wanted. Now I can just like live my life and be fine or whatever. Oh, sir, your companion left the hotel room. Be like, yeah, leave me alone. Yeah, I still <laughs> would like my wake up call for 10 a.m. Yeah, rekey the room. <laughs> she might have a key. I just hope that next time I'm in a near death experience, I don't have a montage of all the women I may have hooked up with at work talk to me in that near death moment on their knees. I don't think I can prepare for that. It's a lot. Anyway, I didn't like it. I could re-edit this movie. It would be scarier, and it would be 78 minutes long. Yeah. There's too much in this very, it's very boring. The sun was not used enough. For, for no. him to come back and save him at the end, It's he's not used as a character enough, in my opinion. Well, he's got real Walt Jr. energy to him. He does. <laughs> I, I like that he just accidentally killed. He's got really strong legs. 
Dude, when he <laughs> kicks her and she like reverse Superman's <laughs> off of the stairs. Yeah. I laughed pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. He was like a Dragon Ball Z character. Yeah, he's and like, he like kicked he's... her off the stairs. Unfortunately, oh, he's man. only done leg day for 14 years and it all came together. <laughs> well, you see, <gasps> at his school, gravity is like more intense. So right, when they're right, like in right. PE, like they, they really build that muscle. You know what I'm saying? What was that movie when we were kids where they got the kid got surgery on his elbow and then he could throw a hundred miles rookie back. of the year rookie are we of the really year? talking yes. about rookie of the year i think he had leg surgery and came out with the special power <laughs> he did not know about can i just say the only the only way it would have been funnier is if she had said funky butt loving as she flew back <laughs> <laughs> okay that would have been great but i was gonna say if he had instead of kicking her had just hadoukened her down the stairs <laughs> i mean she grabs a spray bottle which i thought was going to be deadly which turned out it was just a spray bottle like you spray your cat not to like interrupt your murder i think she thought he was a cat yeah i do (laughs) stay back to be fair this month people have confused multiple things for cats that were not cats (laughs) but she like sprays him and she's like get off the counter and he's like oh kick and then she just dies (laughs) was she really talking at the end or was that just like it in no Absolutely not. I mean, maybe. Who cares? This movie's terrible. It's trash. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Because you, like, see her, like, neck broken. Like, she's dead. Oh, her neck is broke as fuck. Yeah. Her neck is me right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm just jealous he got a girl to say deeper, deeper on a date with him. That is not the kind of connotation you want her to say deeper, deeper in. And honestly... I've never heard a woman say deeper and been like, I'm okay with her saying this to me right now. I've always been like, oh, that's, that's this it. Is, that's all I got. All, <laughs> this is all I got, Captain. I've given her all he's got. Do you want me to like quote fucking poetry to you? Because that's the only kind of deep I have left. I could tie something <laughs> on the end. Mid thrust be like, have you ever thought about how there might be multiple universes and this is just one of them? Ooh, Do you think we find page. ourselves in each one? In, in another universe, I have a bigger penis. <laughs> <laughs> Your version of Rick and Morty is dark, Mikey. <laughs> I just love that son's kid. I, I guess because I've heard this movie so like torturous and, and then, it's like, I really not. It, and I was like, wow, I'm not impressed. But I, I, you know, in the '90s, I'm sure it was like really intense or whatever. It's it's pre-hostile and all that stuff. I was gonna say that it it is pre-hostile, right? So like. Yeah. This probably was like, oh my god, that gore is she like next level insane. Yeah, and maybe it's this that I've already seen Hostel. I've already seen right. the other like torture porn movies that not all of them, but enough that I'm familiar with what that shit looks like now. So like, largely, I was bored, and then for a very brief moment, I almost threw up, and then I was like largely bored again, and the whole movie like. It's not a bad movie. It's just like terrible. It's just pacing. The pacing is so bad. It's so slow. The pacing is rough. It, it, it just really comes down to if you're going to exploit a younger woman, you have to you want a certain mindset. But if how you, about you if, just don't? If you how about you just don't far, exploit younger women? If you go too far, they murder you. <laughs> But you don't want to go that far. You just want to go to the point where you can date them. And, like, it's a rookie mistake. You know, he's been out of the game for a long time. Mikey, the fact that you started that sentence with, if you want to exploit a younger (laughs) woman, and then expected us to give a shit where that sentence went (laughs) is crazy to me. I have not dated a younger woman in months. (laughs) Months, Paige! 
It's That's not long enough. She's exploited a younger woman. Exploited? Oh, we split the checks. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, Mikey. I think you meant to say exploded, but you've only ever read that word. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm having fun this episode. I had to watch only dating for relationships right now. I'm going to have fun on this episode. I'm taking my hoodie off. It's 100 oh. degrees in here. Bounce, I'm fucking done. Oh, no, 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 too far. At the end of this movie, it should have just been like, and that's why you should join eHarmony. And it should have been a 1999 eHarmony commercial. That would have been amazing. MTV's Catfish, when you need to know if they're going to saw your foot off. She really had a foot fetish. I honestly was going to come in here pretending like, I loved this movie, and it was just a really good representation <laughs> of people who were into some heavy BDSM stuff. And just like, no, he was clearly consenting to all of this, like needle play, and then like the amputation play or whatever. Like, but that clearly is not what was going on. But when she is sawing his foot off, and she's like, "Yeah, her face is hilarious." Off. Like, I, you're just laughing. Like, it, it wasn't like scary. But when they show it, it is gross, and that I did have a hard time with that. But <laughs> It would cut back to her, just like Wee! so fun. I just started laughing. I didn't know what to do. Like, it was do you silly. think the wire could cut the bone that easy? Like she said, yes, I don't bro. Know. The wire is such a good show. It could cut anything, <laughs> bro. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's not wire. It's just stringer bell. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you never date a girl who grew up in the arts. <laughs> I'm the only one here with an arts degree And I'm the married one Yeah, well, we don't know what you I've never seen Jake's feet My husband has both feet I don't, I've, never seen, both I've never seen him in a picture Listen, Paige, I want to see Jake's real feet <laughs> Yeah, we know he's wearing those rubber Bigfoot type feet That she tied on that with other guy With wood planks on the bottom <laughs> <laughs> The Madman Mars feet <laughs> His dude, the, the piano player's feet were legit oh. Batman Mars like leather feet with like wood planks in the bottom for stabilization. Gonna, you're gonna have to explain the whole thing to me because I I don't know. What's to explain? It's pretty clear. Yeah, this movie is so slow I could have written it while watching it. Like <laughs> yeah. it's so slow. Well, I may have stopped paying attention at a couple of times, and, and you probably didn't miss much. They did not speak English at all. <laughs> no, Mikey, they never spoke English in this movie. Like it is a Japanese movie <laughs> in which they speak the language of Japan, Japanese. So when you what text, is happening? <laughs> when you text someone or look at an article, you don't hear English when they're talking. Mikey, put your fucking phone down when you have to read your movie. I mean, listen, I may have watched the majority of this movie in my therapist's parking lot waiting for my hour-long session today, but I was able to follow it on my... I was watching it on my iPad, so it was like... It was a pretty decent size screen so or whatever. was but. the dog bowl guy real, or was that a flashback, or a sideways, or... Let's talk about it when we actually get okay, to that let's point. Just, let's just get into it. Well, I never got to give my first thoughts, because you wouldn't shut the fuck up about abusing women. It's consensual. <laughs> it wasn't. They didn't know what that audition was for. Um... So I saw this for the first time in college, like right after I saw Tale of Two Sisters. Okay, so you were going through, you're like, oh, I'm going to one-up you yeah. guys. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. So 
tor- when I was in college, torture porn was new. And I had to watch this as part of a series on like camp cult and trash cinema. That is what this is. Trash cinema. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm going to argue that the premise, like the idea of this movie could be terrifying. Like a blind date or an internet dating scenario where someone turns out to be murderous. Very scary. I mean, Great. we watched yeah. this movie. It was called Fresh and I really liked it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Actually, earlier today, I was going to say we watched this movie. It's called Temptation. The Confessions of a Marriage Counselor. (laughs) Where the guy turns out to be like super crazy. And like, like, I think he has AIDS. Yeah, if I remember in that one. He does. Like deliberately infecting people. Yeah. Uh, No. Uh, Yeah, we watched Fresh and it was great. But this one, it's wild to me that you have such an inherently scary premise that you don't explore more and there's a million red flags and the movie is very slow to get going especially when you can see what's coming a mile away but then the last like 20 minutes no notes great loved it (laughs) (laughs) but really it is an hour and almost 40 minutes of nothing of Of consequence yeah and then if you're into the torture stuff which i'm not but if you're into it last 20 minutes that's your cup of tea the rest of this is like the shit you don't even bring home from the restaurant because it wasn't good enough to put in a doggy bag yeah well and here's the thing it's like i'm not a torture porn person because gore doesn't really affect me all that much so unless it's being used specifically in a story i'm not super here for it yeah like if she was making foot themed arts and crafts <laughs> and she was starting you know the hop along cassidy arts and crafts fair well what she does is she has a company where she hollows out feet and puts fruit in them <laughs> and she calls it fruit by the foot no, Mikey. Can I, I, it's gonna be that kind of episode, Paige. You better buckle up your shit belt. I, I roast battled on Thursday and one of the battles oh, bef- and congratulations on she winning. won, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. One of the battlers had no feet and his opponent. Oh god. What audition did they go to? <laughs> he was just like, looks like you've been defeated. <laughs> and then he was like, looks like you're lactose intolerant. And it was just it was too, too great. Um, but I think the gore has a place at the end of this movie if you're going with that premise of like a scary serial killer that you met on a blind date. I remembered it being a lot worse. The dog bowl definitely gets to me. It's real gross. It's And it's yeah. unnecessary and just real gross out gross. Legit almost threw up. I watched the rest of this when I was back at home and I was like laying in my bed watching the, the movie like I normally do. Yeah. Hang on one second. I might throw up right now. I'm just thinking about it. Oh, please don't. Fuck. Okay. I had to get up and I was like walking to my bathroom. Yeah. I was like about to throw up. I didn't, but I got so close. It is so fucking gross. It's it's really gross. And I knew it was coming. So I was a little more prepared for it. And maybe I'll bring it up when we get to it. But something took me out of the moment and I was just like, huh. And then the rest of the gore started. And I was kind of like. She was like throwing the foot at the the window and smiling. And I was like, I don't remember this being this hilarious, but I'm in it. Yeah. I wish the whole movie had that tone. But also, okay, here's what I just realized. Do you think Hmm. she went to the audition because she really wants to break into TV or she's looking for people to murder? I think she is unwell and is lonely. We all are unwell and lonely, Paige. 
no, you know what? I'm good. I'm not. No, Paige, you're not good. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I can prove it. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's showing us her feet right now, but only one inconspicuously, and the other mm-hmm. one was a bit wobbly. Oh, she knocked her headphones out, so she can't hear me. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't hear you. I, it was That was a foot, if you couldn't tell. No, yeah, we knew it was your foot, Paige. Great. The weird part is it wasn't connected to your leg. <laughs> Yeah, well, I threw it at the glass door first. <laughs> I still want to see Jake's feet to make sure that both of them are connected is at least the story I'm sticking to as to why I want to see his feet. He'll never agree to that because he knows you'd get weird about it. Paige, I'm already getting weird about it. I We didn't talk about this in RTP. I have another foot story because I saw Quentin Tarantino in person. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you yeah, did yeah. see Let's him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got a text uh, like an hour or two before it was going to happen that Quentin Tarantino was going to come judge roast battle. And I wasn't battling that night. It was just like (laughs) I was close by and they were like, get here soon. So whenever famous people do it and judge, you never know what you're going to get. Because some famous people can make fun of themselves and others really can't. And so it's it's a tricky game. And he was kind of quiet for the first couple battles. And he was on the judging dais and right next to him was my friend Keith Carey, who we had dared to ask Quentin if he really sleeps in a bed shaped like a foot. Uh, And Keith chickened the fuck out. It's fine. Whatever. But so Quentin had been kind of quiet for the first couple battles. Nobody really knew like how he was going to react if somebody made fun of him. Because yeah. if you come to Judge Roast Battle, it's open season on you. Like I'd imagine if you're there in any sort of public capacity, it's open yeah. season. Yeah, or private capacity. Yeah. Well, I mean, I bet they don't really go after people who are just there to enjoy the show. Unless, yeah, like, no, you... they don't go after the audience. It, but it, like, if you're a judge or hosting or battling, yeah. you're That's you're fair, fair game. game. Yeah, and you go in kind of knowing that. Uh, but he hadn't said much the first couple battles. Uh, and then my friend Keith made a joke about foot fetish stuff and the room kind of went quiet for a second. It like tightened up. They were like, Ooh. yes, because everyone's like, oh, no. And just like, waited, to see, in the house. <laughs> waited to see how he would react. And he laughed so loud and then high fived Keith. And we were like, oh, OK, all right. <laughs> he was like, yeah, that's funny. I do be like to fuck feet, though. <laughs> yeah, like, I, do, funny. I do like feet, though. So then a, a couple minutes later, he actually spoke up and had like said that he liked one of the battles that hadn't been that great, but he liked it. And one of the other judges was like, man, you acting like you liked that battle is the worst acting you've ever done. <laughs> and that's saying something. And he was like, no, the first was from dusk till dawn. Then this. <laughs> and we all laughed. So he was a good sport. That's actually really impressive. Like that, yeah. you know, you can make fun of yourself like that. A lot of people who are like that level of famous really can't. Won't. Yeah, or they yeah. won't. Or whatever. You just got to learn to roll with it, man. It's much more fun that way. That's the fame level that I'm getting to. <laughs> Still don't know about that footbed, though. The footbed? Yeah, a bed shaped like a foot. You mean Quentin Tarantino's footbed? Right, 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 right. I thought you were talking about Mikey for some reason. I was like, I don't, I don't think. No, Mikey has a tooth bed. Mikey has a giant bed shaped like a tooth. Start the rumor. Start the rumor. <laughs> Everybody tell your friends. Tell your friends. Everybody <laughs> tell your friends about Mikey's bed that's shaped like a tooth. My goddaughter, was. she's got a loose tooth, and I hung out with her yesterday. Oh, my oh God. Oh, God. Were you wet just thinking about it? <laughs> no. But she's like, she's like, I want to I wanna lose this tooth so I can give it to the tooth fairy so she can eat it. Whoa. So, so she, she can, can eat, eat it? it? So she can eat it and attain eternal life or something? I was like, what? Does the tooth fairy have, like, a mythology she, now? on. She's like, 
and then she builds houses out of teeth and i was like what, what? okay here's the weird th- i have heard the house i have heard I the house out like, of teeth one she's like she eats them for food and then she builds houses out like this whole story that sounded like a horror movie and i was like what have you been teaching her <laughs> wait okay so if she eats teeth what are her teeth made out of do her know. tooth's teeth eat teeth's too? Hang her on. tooth's teeth ate teeth's down by the tooth tooth shore. <laughs> oh, eating teeth freaks me out. Anyway, it was disgusting, and I was quite appalled. I was like, don't you just want money? And she's like, she pays you money so she can eat the teeth. And I was like, it's a good thing that your goddaughter is like learning the money that can be made off of fetish play. And I think that that's a good lear- <laughs> lesson to learn, yeah. but maybe she's too young to learn it. Yeah, and the black market organ donor system <laughs> yeah honestly now that you mentioned fresh i'm just wishing we had watched fresh again yeah. you know how much a good clean tooth is worth on the market guys <laughs> 25 cents a dollar <laughs> under your pillow what is the going rate for a tooth <laughs> guys, people in the facebook group and on social media you guys gotta tell us what you're yeah. paying for teeth now because what are you paying been a for bitch. teeth these days oh do you think that's what audition girl was doing she's gonna put that foot under her bed <laughs> and eat it she gotta get that foot fairy out you know oh, what she's like the foot fairy gives me five dollars per foot more for right <laughs> what is she subway a five dollar foot long <laughs> jared's giving her better options on her feet and that's no. saying something i would no. love to see her and jared on a date oh let's oh, workshop no. that idea but a, a horror movie about jared collecting the feet that you put under your pillow because he loves five dollar foot locks <laughs> is, is unhinged in a way that i am here for uh, but he has to stay in prison, though. Don't let him around any kids, and don't let him profit from it at all. Just let it be our enjoyment. <laughs> Why don't we just use somebody else, Paige? Why- sure, who else likes feet? I can't think of anyone. I can just see the trailer now. Green screen from his prison cell. <laughs> like, uh, what do, like, why don't we just hire a different actor and call it something else so we don't have to pay him for his life rights? Because our other option is Quentin Tarantino, and he's a terrible actor. <laughs> We're going to make a fictional character, Larid, the Blubway guy. Larid? Larid. L- Larid. Yeah, he's Scottish or whatever. Larid, I don't fucking know. A- he loves hoagies from Hoagie Way. <laughs> all right this whole conversation is unhinged madness and let's move into the episode so let's like let's talk about this movie scene by scene page if you don't mind sure 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 so for the first 90 minutes not much happens all right let's then... dig into it let's get into what the good shit is all right let's do it <laughs> we're we're skipping to the dog bowl yeah this, the movie opens he's like why why my wife died mommy oh okay no i do have to talk about something in that open opening scene that kid is walking down the hall of the hospital with a crazy diorama that looks like a set piece from little shop of horrors yeah as if he was going to get into the hospital room and it was just going to be like feed me seymour i actually thought it was really sad because like his wife dies and his kid like gets in there and was like mommy and he goes your diorama is so bad she died <laughs> We're gonna feed her to the plant now. <laughs> she gets, cl- she just gets close to him, and she's like, "Son, work out your legs every day." <laughs> <laughs> we just get like a Jean Claude Van Damme montage of him doing like the splits at sunset. <laughs> Remember, son, every day is leg day. Good luck. Every day is leg day. I love that, like, canonically, we're making it like the swing away from signs. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. (laughs) He kills her in the most 
He's basically like how I kill spiders. Get away, get away, get away, get away, get away. <laughs> Boom. But he kills her and she gets launched back like the the sister in Django Unchained. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, say yes. goodbye, goodbye. And she just gets yanked into that other room. He just discovered that he is Shazam. So it's good for him. <laughs> he never skipped a single leg day. He not just like one. boots her down the stairs and is like, that one's for you, mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you're not you're not my real mom. Woo, I woo. do like that his fighting style was essentially my fighting style because I was the youngest, and that was to curl up in a ball and kick with my and legs. Kick. Yeah. And she's just spraying him. I I'm sorry, I couldn't wait. I thought it was pepper spray. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, what is that? Don't do that. Oh, what is that? Oh, Aqua de show. This is moderately annoying. <laughs> this whole movie is so she's dumb. like black. Black pepper and water isn't pepper spray. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like shaking pepper on him. Like she was real excited for that spray. And I was like, oh, she going to fuck some shit up. Here's my favorite. She was spraying from like five feet away from him. And she was just like, pss, pss. and I'm just like, what do you think this is doing? Other than maybe making him smell slightly nicer. Like <laughs> what is it's just Axe body spray. <laughs> cool breeze ranch. <laughs> You're going to smell like a douche. <laughs> it's perfume for dicks like yeah <laughs> that is their official slogan except that this was the late 90s so it could have been bod i want your bod do you remember bod spray absolutely not but we can all agree that like, unless that spray is gonna knock him out instantly when she sprays it once from five feet away a spray is not gonna do it <laughs> like she needs something else he was walked in and seen his dad Legolas on the floor. Like, there is no way. And he brought the power of Gondor to help. And my foot, bitch. And my, and my axe. And my bow. Kick away, Mikey. Kick, Kick away. away. This is going to be a fucking bonkers episode. Oh, my God. Episode. We're still in the first scene. Okay, I'm sorry. So anyway, back at the hospital, she whispers kick away to her son. And yeah. he's built a diorama of him kicking people down the stairs. It's just like him as a little clay figurine in the crane stance from Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she dies. <laughs> yeah, she's dead. Yes. She didn't make it. Yeah, it's a very sad scene that we are laughing through. She didn't make it. And maybe if she had kicked harder, she could have kicked her way through that cardiac arrest. So. Yeah, what did she die of? Well, she kicked the bucket. A broken heart. <laughs> she also- just like an attack of the clones. Or wait. No, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, she died of a broken heart. It was just something that happens. The medical droid said so. The medical <laughs> droid with the wiffle bar arms told us. That's like if I was on a call and someone died. Like, what he died of? I was like, sadness. It's- yes. <laughs> <laughs> he, d- he died of a case of the Mondays. Yeah. Monday finally got him. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. They play some soap opera ass music. It was the 90s. It was the 90s. We cut to seven years later. <laughs> was it only seven years? Yeah, it was seven it was years seven. later. Yeah. That kid, he got old, man. Yeah, because that kid looks he conservatively looks like years five old. or six. <laughs> I thought he was supposed to be like a senior in high school. So like, yeah, that what? probably is a little bit more than seven years. I don't, yeah, I don't yes. think the actor looks like he's a senior in high school. I think that's what he was supposed to be playing. Yeah, because he could like travel on his own and stay over with friends and drink and whatever. Yeah. Um, but the the kid in the hallway looks like that that show on Netflix where they send toddlers to do errands with those flags. Fucking love that show. 
What I are you talking about? We love that you show. Know about this show. Todd, no. If you ever have a stressful day, watch Baby's First Day Out or whatever. I don't remember give what it's called. Toddlers and Aaron to run, and they have the whole towns in on it, and they have the production crew following them. They have a little flag, and they cross. They're like, "We need you to go to the store and buy pasta, cheese, and tomatoes, and come back." And they're like, are you sure, Bobby? And they cry a little bit and they put the little backpack on and they wander to town to buy it. My favorite was when SNL did a version of it and it was sending your 30-year-old boyfriend <laughs> to do an errand. I have seen that sketch. The sketch was hilarious, though. <laughs> yes. I didn't get the context of it. But yeah. this show sounds like it's just a terrible way for like late-stage capitalism to bypass child labor laws. No. And I'm not here for it. <laughs> no, it's really cute. Yeah, so is a little kid with a pickaxe picking at coal, Mikey. It's adorable. <laughs> but they're going to get the black lung, Mikey. Oh, I'm sorry. We have 7 billion humans you want three of them not to work <laughs> anyway so allegedly it's seven years although it it does it seems like more than seven it's, years it's, but it's like seven 22 years. years yeah 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 34 years later and he's like i guess i should get back on that old horse <laughs> oh god if by old horse you mean 24 year old lady when he's fully 45 years old yeah she biscuit <laughs> but fun fact later in the movie we find out that he also banged his secretariat <laughs> damn that is a good joke he should have got with the secretary i mean ethics aside she seemed really nice she was marrying somebody else like i, I feel like no she wasn't i feel like that was fully to get his attention yeah todd if you never had a woman say she's marrying someone else just to make you jealous i know i have it twice i have watched <laughs> multiple seasons of bridgerton <laughs> and that has informed my outlook yeah natalie has not reached the point in our relationship where she's gonna marry somebody else yet so i guess like we just haven't got there well do you have a girl home saying she has a paramour you're, you're like you're done I love Paramore. I saw Paramore. <laughs> so I'm open for No Doubt in 2008. They're literally from Franklin. Like, I've met her many times. <sighs> anyway, anyway. So father and son are fishing. And the son is talking about how he's looking for girls. Because he's a teenage kid. Like, you know. Yeah, he's trolling for booty or whatever they call it nowadays. Like, I have no trolling idea. You whippersnappers. For booty? <laughs> Yeah, know, they were fishing, fishing Mikey. Yeah, like I was That's what to... you call it on the open seas. Yeah, because of the implication, Mikey. And also he was looking for a pair of open seas, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn, guys, we are in a mood today and I'm here for Paige, it. Paige, what's a pirate's oh. favorite letter? R? R? It's C. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That was the other guess I had in my pocket. He loves the sea. <laughs> anyway, they catch a big old fish and they bring it home for dinner. And the whole this whole section of the movie is boring as fuck. <laughs> yeah, there's not super motivating conversation that fits in with the story. You're kind of just getting a sense of their relationship a little bit. But the scenes are so slow. Yeah. They just take forever. He's like, Dad, you look ugly as shit maybe you should date hey yo you look tired as fuck yo dad you busted maybe you should get some puss like i've never had that conversation <laughs> with my dad my dad and my mom got divorced when i was four uh, well maybe if you had a leg of steel you could have those conversations <laughs> with your dad that man's kicking walls down on a daily basis 
So, okay, every time that the son is out of the house, I just pictured him kicking a tree, and, like, the bark on that side of the tree is just gone, and it's just him kicking the tree. So I watched Kickboxer in its entirety the other day (laughs) while I was packing for this trip, and the the guy that he fights at the end of Kickboxer kicks the, like, load-bearing beam of a building until it cracks in half, but he's just like... Over and over again. So that's what I pictured that kid doing. Yeah, same. I, I need to find the load bearing beam to my building. Oh, Mikey, I'll show you my load bearing beam. <laughs> Lady. Be, be the load bearing beam you wish to see in the world. I'll provide the load. Well, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Somebody at work was like, Your show's pretty dirty. I was like, Is it? <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't listen. I have no idea. <laughs> Those Zoom calls are recorded. <laughs> it's like a book club but you transmit it i mean for all the times we've talked about mikey's vitamin water dick and how much we want to eat people i can't really be surprised i want to say when Paige says how much we talk about eating people it really is mikey and Paige. i've never Two out of three majority rules <laughs> we as a podcast choose to eat people yeah all right we give you the skin so you can make another leather jacket all right i'm back in <laughs> all right you know how great i'm gonna look in my necronomicon jacket come on you're gonna smell like bacon for days <laughs> i already do Paige. <laughs> that's my secret i always smell <laughs> like, like bacon <laughs> that and i have the most powerful kick <laughs> he has the most powerful kick in japan he's one kick man mikey <laughs> This movie's dumb. I hate. I wanted to watch The Wailing. Fuck all y'all. I did kind of want to watch The Wailing, actually. But now, honestly, kind of glad we watched this because I'm having a lot of fun. I knew at the end of this movie it would be a great episode. If you, if you listeners at home want some behind the scenes tips, ooh, not what we welcome behind the scenes Uh here at Horror. Mikey wants to show you his behind the scenes tip. (laughs) Just the the day before the day we record. One of us will throw out a text feeler how we other for feeling about the movie. <laughs> we do. And we try and do it covertly because we don't yeah, want to yeah. talk about it before we start recording. <laughs> but we're always like, well, that movie was something, huh? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's script. how we start. It's That's very like, non committal. I love it. Yeah. This week I started with My Brothers in Christ. This movie fucking sucks. <laughs> um, fun fact, Mikey, that was the other movie we watched this week. <laughs> That was down with love. Oh that was down God. with love. He's that was down with love. And I, I was like, I don't know it. why he's I don't know why he started referring to us as brothers in Christ, but I'm gonna keep it train rolling because then I did it too. Yeah, I'm the only person who has not referred to you both as my brother in Christ. Largely Boo. because <laughs> because Paige is not a brother. Thank you. Wow, I believe that in our church, men and women are equal, brothers in Christ. I think that what you're saying there is also very sexist, but I don't want to figure out why. (laughs) Here's what what I'm going to say. As a femme presenting lady uh, that chooses she, her pronouns, I will also accept brother as a pronoun. But that is my personal choice. Yeah, and I am trying to break myself of this, but I say the word guys when I'm referring to everybody in a group. And that's something I got to like get over, but I do that a lot too. That's why you got to go y'all. I have started using y'all a lot more because y'all is inclusive um page you can't use y'all yeah it's not only your word. southerners can <laughs> yeah, you not use i married into the south oh, so he's not southern know. he's from texas he's from east texas swampland <laughs> 
How did you do on your marriage audition with him? Yeah, how did that go? <laughs> Talk to me about that. Yeah. I made him audition for me, and I got to tell you that his shuffle ball change is impeccable. I would pay mm. unspeakable <laughs> amounts of money to see a naked Jake's <laughs> shuffle ball change or kickball change well, or whatever. You know what? I seen it, and it was a private show. Okay, I don't want to see it naked. He's my private but like, dancer. You gotta, you gotta pay dancer. Uh, ball change for money. <laughs> Todd, you got to pay 20 tokens for a private show. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we installed one of those little curtain things in our bedroom. Anyway, I didn't like this movie. What's the, <laughs> what's the second scene? We did, yeah, sure. So the fish dinner. Um, and he's like, Why don't you marry again? And this is when it hit the 10 minute point. And I just remember that Mikey had texted us 10 minutes in and was like, Yo, this movie boring as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say this. I didn't hate the first 10 minutes because it is like some character building, like relationship building stuff, which is fine, but it does take way too long to move into any sort of plot. So like at 10 minutes, you should be like, we should be at the audition and we're nowhere close to that. Or we should at least have introduced the concept of that's what's going to happen. Right. And it, it, it's literally not for another three or four scenes that we find out because he goes to work. We find out that he works in some sort of advertising, I think is what it is. He produces like documentaries and like TV and stuff. So, but he is like a traditional producer in the sense that like he, he would get hired by like a documentarian to produce the documentary or like a TV show to produce the TV show like that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. He's going to have some good content to give away after this. <laughs> oh, dude, he is just slinging that tent. Yeah. I mean, he really put his foot in it. <laughs> well, you know what people say about him now? He's got one foot in the grave. <laughs> Mikey wrote that joke. I did. Hey, guys, the amputation jokes are a bit of a crutch. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to apologize to any person that doesn't have a foot because it's going to be a difficult episode for you to get through. I I mean, I don't know. Have you seen the new prosthetic feet? They fucking amazing. Yeah, you can kick a woman all the way down. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. Anybody can be one kick man now. Ugh. No, I, I got a close I got a close look at, at the dude who was uh battling that had no feet and he like fights MMA and shit. And I'm just like, man, those are better than my flesh feet. Can I have your robot oh, feet? Yo, Paige, honestly, like you can do so much with no feet. Like like Oscar Pistorius, like he yes. became like this household name because he killed his girlfriend. Exactly. <laughs> uh one of my best friends has no feet, actually. And she gets around real well. She's been on like all kinds of TV this year. I'm going to her birthday this weekend. I'm very excited. It took everything in me to not telegraph that Oscar Pistorius joke. <laughs> it was great. I'm proud of everyone, kind of. <laughs> oh, God, we're horrible people. Okay, so. I just want to apologize again. Yes. So he talks to one of his other producers who is like, yeah, everyone's kind of lonely. And you can tell that he's kind of ruminating on this idea of should I remarry? Should I re-enter the dating scene? Kind of which thing. he's had a long time as a widower to kind of unpack some of these questions. He's like seven years. Yeah, he's like, oh, you think I should date again? Like his son is like, hey, dad, you're like grumpy all the time. Maybe you should get laid. True. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see Mikey's face because in, in like one look it said yes, and I've been there. No. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. No, he hasn't walked in that guy's footsteps. Yeah. And when there was only one one set of steps. When there was a gap, that's where I kicked you across the sand with my superhuman leg. And when there was a blood trail, it was when I threw that foot at the sliding glass door. (laughs) Just like the CSI people cleaning up the fucking crime scene, trying to figure out what happened. It's like, oh, well, clearly she threw the foot against the (laughs) the sliding glass door. It looks like someone tried to kick their way out. Wait, no. (laughs) Nope. I wonder if they were attacked by one of the Shredder's henchmen. Oh, the Foot Clan. I got it. (laughs) (laughs) It does look like they're at risk for hand, foot, and mouth disease. (laughs) (laughs) He just dead with a foot in his mouth (laughs) And she's like (laughs) Oh my god She's the worst She was pretty hot though (laughs) There was hotter girls in the audition If you're going to be a jerk Go all the way I'm just saying, go all the if way. If you're going to be a jerk, die saying the words wet t-shirt contest. 100%. You need to get your head smashed like a blood balloon between two boats. Like that is the kind of asshole you're going to be, Eli Roth. Who exactly was he looking for with his audition? Because I saw a lot of different types of stereotypical women that would you would go for if you're looking for what an he, actress uh, he was looking for but no he's like she's like i i had to give up ballerinas for 12 years and it, was it sad yes it was sad did you really hate your life after that yeah i really hate my life and oh, he was man. like oh my god, god her despair is so hot yeah i'm so sad <laughs> <laughs> he's like i've got a sad boner for her oh my god a t-erection <laughs> I've got the strongest T-erection ever. Good Lord. Okay, anyway, so they're moving some of his meetings. He goes home uh, to have dinner with his son. And as he's leaving, his secretary is like, I'm getting married, by the way. And he's like, cool, get the fuck out. (laughs) He's like, to who? (laughs) To who? And she's like, you don't know him. And I just wrote my notes. (laughs) Yeah, I met him at summer (laughs) camp or whatever. It's not a big deal. I met him at secretary camp this summer. He lives in Canada. He totally exists. Don't ask to see the ring. I'm not going to get on the elevator with you. <laughs> he works over at McGann. So, sorry, that was a, a, a Mad Men secretary marrying joke. It Thank is. you. Yeah. So, he leaves for the day. Uh, he goes out to drinks with a friend, and there's like a group of younger girls in the bar. And they're immediately shitty about them. Yes, they're immediately shitty. Girls about who them. are laughing. This shitty generation of like woo girls or whatever. I was like, damn. Can you believe girls laugh? How dare they? <laughs> Sluts. Like, there's, it's insane how much he hates them immediately. <laughs> Those that fucking makes laughing sense. ass bitches. That wait, that all makes sense. That's why he only wants the sad one. <laughs> because he's a misogynist? Yes. Yeah, he laughter is a turnoff for him. That sounds shitty. <laughs> But the amount of like hate they throw at these girls who were just at a bar to have yeah. a good time is insane. Yeah. Because honestly, when you get down to it, just brass tacks, they're going out tonight. They're feeling all right. Gonna let it all hang out. Oh. Bam, bam, Kick stuff. <laughs> uh, so. So they're complaining, but he's basically telling his friend, he's like, I'm thinking of getting married again. And the friend's like, oh, to who? And he's like, haven't found her yet. Got to go to the lady store and pick up a lady. I Okay, so I wondered if some of this stuff was literally lost in translation. Like, I wondered if, like, maybe he was saying, I think I'm going to start 
dating again? Because that would be like a conversation you might have if you were a widower and were like taking time to grieve and raise mm-hmm, your son. Mm-hmm. Like I completely got that. Like, hey, I'm in, I've been out of the dating pool for like seven years. Like if that was me and Mikey had been dating for the past seven years, mm. I could see me having a conversation like that with him being like, hey, I don't fucking know what I'm doing anymore. How do you talk to a woman? Yeah. But that's not how it goes at all. No, I have some fun facts later that uh, no, there, there might be some cultural nuance to this but i would say it's not lost in translation that is what he meant yeah i sort of feel like the whole point of this movie is like you shouldn't treat women like this because they might take your feet (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) they're gonna knock you down a peg (laughs) (laughs) knock you down to a peg (laughs) this this movie teaches one lesson and is never invite a woman to your house yeah (laughs) don't let them know where you live just like raccoons yeah if she's playing the game where she doesn't want you to know where she lives you do not tell her where you live you also play that game of like well i don't live anywhere either yeah next thing you know she'll be going through your trash cans making a whole mess oh you know what lady i'm unhoused how you feel about that too she's like you're about to be unfooted (laughs) unshoed even What is he, a horse? Nay, Paige. Nay. <laughs> Nay. Nay. That explains why he slept with that secretariat. Oh, I liked her for him. Well, I thought it was really interesting in this conversation that they bring up the idea of an arranged marriage. If both parties are consenting, I got no problems if that's how you choose to do your married life. I've been to an arranged marriage. Yeah. It was awesome. I know... Uh, I know a handful that'll worked out. Um, yeah, but same. <laughs> that was in a case where both people were like, yes, please set me up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if if there's not consent involved, that's not great. But I, like, I got to wear a turban to that wedding. Fun. It was fun. So it, it's very much implied that he, th- I mean, this is the horror virgin version of bless your beautiful heart <laughs> wherever you, where he's just like, I'm going to go get me a wife. I got cleaning. I got cooking and i got seven brothers that we got to do something with you know like yeah. that's what this is that's 14 feet page yeah, <laughs> feet. that reminds me i've got to go into town and kidnap a woman <laughs> every muscle was throbbing throbbing from the riot's ride hell yes i love seven brides for seven brothers i realize it's problematic but it's a great fucking movie and even better episode if you haven't heard it yet They cried and kissed and kissed and cried while she threw his foot right to the side. So don't forget that when you're taking a bride. I'm looking for two things, sass and ass. And I'm all out of ass. (laughs) I came here to chew bubblegum and kidnap women. And I'm all out out of women. <laughs> so wait, you're just here for some gum? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a weird way to say this, sir. This is a gas station. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, so his friend is like, "Here's what we're going to do. We're going to set up a fake audition where essentially we're doing the bachelor with no roses and a lot sadder." And he's like, "All right. Let's do it." Yeah, he's like, "You know that thing that Harvey Weinstein goes to jail for in th- in 30 years?" We're going to do the beginning stages of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen those casting couch porn? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to do exactly that. We're doing that, but with like a folding chair. So stretch first. Yeah, it's going to be like that, but way more uncomfortable for them. Right. And I do like that. He's like, I think I want someone more mature with some accomplishments. And at first I was like, good for him. Yeah, like someone who's like 35, 40, because he's like 45 years old. But apparently to him, mature was 24 
years old. Is she 24? Yes. Yes, because his age range was 20 to 35 max. What's his age? He's conservatively 65 years old in this movie. He is in his mid-40s yeah. at minimum. Well, the trauma really ages him up emotionally. Anyway, it touches on a, a thing that really bothers me of this, like, it's almost like you want a blank slate of a person, and so you date someone younger. And it really grosses me oh, out. Oh, you mean like targeting someone that you can legit groom because they haven't yeah. like had enough life experience to know who they are yet? You know, like when you marry your longtime girlfriend who is only 23 while you're 50. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But also somebody shit on the coats. <laughs> <laughs> He was 43 mm-hmm. when he filmed this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's mid 40s. Mm-hmm. So I think we were absolutely right with our 45 guests. And she is 24 in the movie. Okay. So we cut to work the next day where he gives him the script, which by the way, the script looks like a Shen Yun pamphlet. And that just the same <laughs> colors, the same font, yeah. all of it, where I was like, no, even in the movies, they never let us go. It's everywhere. Um, but he basically hands him the script. And it's like, it's a romance story. and But we don't hear anything else really about the, the script or anything. Uh, we just know that it's called Tomorrow's Heroine. And I was like, what a shitty name for, like, there are romance novels written on the back of napkins that have better titles than that It's movie. actually Tomorrow's Heroine spelled H-E-R-O-I-N. It's a Breaking Bad type show. <laughs> okay, now I'm back in. Yeah. Now I'm back in. I'm into that right there, yeah. This is about, is it about Courtney Love and El Duce? Because, like, oh, I am in. Let's do it. Is El Duce the shotgun? El Duce is the guy who may, she may have allegedly hired to kill him. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. I am of the belief that perhaps he found a way to creatively, unfortunately, complete suicide. But a lot of people believe that Courtney Love and El Duce had something to do with it. El Duce actually had was in a band himself and their main song was i've got a donkey dick and if Mm -hmm. you think that jake and i have not listened to it and laughed a lot you are wrong Mm -hmm. about us Mm -hmm. as people Mm -hmm. so they do uh, a radio ad for the audition for this movie which is bonkers because the airtime, the cost of the airtime and then there's like a whole thing where he's like you got to just finance the movie too and i'm like what are we doing here? How is this how is this a better idea than just going speed dating? Like it's not. This is madness. What they're doing is trading their access to like not Hollywood, but Japan's version of it to have sex with women younger than they should. I got something to tell you. If you've got enough regular money and buy enough drinks for people, consenting drinks a lot of people will sleep with you just because you have stuff if you buy people stuff they'll sleep with you getting people to sleep with you is way easier than anyone thinks it is (laughs) i was 100 just watching mikey as you were talking and he had like nine revelations (laughs) while you were talking (laughs) getting people to sleep with you is the easy part it's getting someone to love you that's more difficult and i can guarantee that you're not going to get that at a fucking audition because it's fucking creepy Mikey, I think we could figure out how to get it at an audition. It's a bad idea. Don't do it. Red flags, red flags. Paige, I think you and I should run it. Okay, I'm here for that. Yeah. Where you and I audition people to date Mikey. I'm calling Netflix right now. We already had this at the Monocle show. You would not let me use your Tinder to find people for you. You would not let me swipe for you. You can swipe for me. 
coward. I'm not a coward. I'm just scared. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly the same thing. I'm calling Nathan Fielder and he is going to produce this. Oh, no, that's, Paige, that's a bad idea. Paige and I are going to like we're going to figure it out for you, Mikey. We could do a low budget reality show. I mean, I have enough cameras to do that. Like, that's not even a joke. You and I could shoot that reality show. So, ladies. What do you even call it? Do you want to date this random guy? <laughs> just this guy. Do you wow. want to date this man? <laughs> <laughs> this man? He gave you a carnation, which means you go to the next round. <laughs> I do think it's just called the audition page. We'll just call it the audition. Yeah. Loser loses their feet. <laughs> I mean, really, if you're dating Mikey, the only loser is the person dating Mikey. Like, the winner is the loser of this competition. I don't think, I don't like that. And then we could go to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles for breakfast. Ooh. Yeah. Everyone check your waffles. The person with the bullet wins. <laughs> wins and gets to date Mike. We've put a bullet into one of these waffles. Congratulations, Kim. I'm going to give you the a micro machine, the micro machine oh. sand crawler. You get to the next round. For some reason, that feels appropriate for you, Mikey. <laughs> Rachel, you're not going to be moving to the next round, and so I have to give you Macy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One of the rounds is just we lock, lock them in the backyard with the dog for like four hours. <laughs> Survive. So this is a challenge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do I have to do? Survive. Close the door, lock it. <laughs> Camera's on. Like drone <laughs> hovering above. Yeah. There's no way this is not going to be a hit show. She's wearing like, like a Teflon thing with steaks on it. <laughs> if you're interested in being on our version of the audition, reach out to Mikey's DMs. People are going to take that serious. <laughs> I know. Oh. People are going to be like, I'll spend four hours in your backyard with the, with the dog just as long as you let me lick peanut butter off you later. Unfortunately, it's crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this peanut butter's got nuts, Paige. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Just... <laughs> that was that Mario, was... man. That was not the song. Oh, that just reminds me of one of the hardest times I've ever laughed is one of my friends found out that peanut butter is actually not good for dogs in large quantities. It's not. <laughs> And he just said, oh, man, now I'm going to have to lick peanut butter off my own dick. <laughs> as, as if he would still need the peanut butter. Like, clearly the peanut butter's still going to be there. No, nah, you got to incentivize yourself sometimes to make that stretch. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to use Nutella. I'm not going to break my neck for just any old dick. Milfs. Right, I need it to taste good, too. Milfs like us choose Jif. Did you say milfs like yeah, us? No, milfs like us choose jizz is what it oh. should be. Yeah, and oh. it should have been, guys, choosing milfs choose jizz like just use their <laughs> slogan why did you guys try and reinvent the wheel jiff made it perverted we can just roll with it this episode is so nuts it's so off the rails we're only like three scenes into this movie we've been recording and an hour and 50 minutes talk and get to the kicky kick <laughs> <laughs> all right I, <laughs> i'm gonna paraphrase a bit I can see out of context Twitter right now. Get to the Kotaki talk so we can get to the kicky kick. The kicky kick. Like, fuck. The audition's not even the whole movie. It's like, that's one scene. He's like, oh, bring me the sad one. I read her back, sad backstory. Yeah, well, so essentially they get a whole packet of applications that he looks through and finds the sad one where she's like, my ballet shoes hold my pain. And he's like, that's the one for me. Yeah, he literally comes home like the housekeeper lady who they pay to like clean their house and make them food or whatever to like be like a surrogate mom sort of, if that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. You should like, look I haggard mean, if you're paying someone to do all that, by the way. 
You should look haggard if you're paying you shouldn't. somebody to do that? He shouldn't look tired. She's doing all that housework. They're paying her for it. Mikey, he has a busy day at the office of picking women he's going to be a predator towards the next day. <laughs> anyway, so like in this scene, he goes home to work from his office right. upstairs where he's going through like packets of women. Yeah. He's just flipping through the packets like pretty and trim, but kind of slim. Heavenly eyes, but oh, that size. You got to be right to be the bride for me. Oh, bless my beautiful foot. I should just put those lyrics <laughs> on my dating profile. You would get a lot of musical theater girls, and I don't think you're going to want that. No. I need someone employed. Yeah. <laughs> Because you're going to get somebody who's going to just DM you like, I'm not throwing away my shot. I'm just shooting my shot. You seem cool. Super into musicals. What's the shot one from? Hamilton, Hamilton. you simpleton. Let's move on. Um, I'm not a simpleton. I've seen the movie Audition. Okay. It's like one of the most gory movies. <laughs> do, you, do you even like gore horror? Do you even like horror movies? Okay. Mm. Oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he finds the one that seems the saddest and he's like, nailed it. Then the next four scenes are every other person being like, she doesn't seem like really great. You should probably pick somebody else. And he's like, no, this is it. Yeah. So what makes me mad is like in the scene where he's going through the literal packets of women, his friend calls him and says, all right, listen, whittle that packet of women down to 30. Pulling a Mitt Romney. Right? Yeah, a 30, a binder of women. Yeah, put yes. it into a binder of women. And then instead of like just showing us like, the audition and like one or two of the other women. I did like the audition montage. Yeah, but they show they, all. They show all thirty. It's like insane. Like why we don't need to see that much. My favorite is the one who comes back where they're like, "Didn't we interview you already?" And she's like, "Yes, but I have more to say." I was like, like, "Get out!" Not me. I was like, <laughs> "She's the one, the lucky girl I'm going to marry." Bring yeah. back the bikini one. I'm surprised <laughs> it wasn't the one who just got straight up naked. Oh yeah, the one that got topless. That's too far. Yeah, Mikey wants you classy, but not too classy, lady. You know what I'm saying? I mean, she, they were all hot. I'm just going to say that. Like, I, it would have been hard. Yeah, it would My T-Rex. You would have been hard. <laughs> uh, can we bring in some sadder women, please? I need a tragic backstory to really get into this. Can we get a sad-eyed girl to sing some Andrew Lloyd Webber? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Midnight, not a sad- Next. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we need someone more lay miserable. <laughs> someone whose life was more lay miserable. Yeah. Oh, your name's Fontaine. We'll see. I'm sorry. I I know a lot about Lamez. I love Lamez. Like Jesus. Yeah. It was just a throwaway joke. Let's move on. Yeah, we need to build a barrier between Todd and those jokes. <laughs> <laughs> like the French Revolution. It wasn't Will the French Revolution. Will you join in our crusade <laughs> singing the songs of angry men? It is the music of a people who won't hear those jokes again. again. I love that fucking musical. But it's not the French Revolution. It takes place like 20 years before. Right. Which is why when they're singing about like when all the guys who are like about to do the revolution are like the people will come when we call and like then no one does and they all get fucking murdered the next day. I'm like, yes, that's real sad. Watch them run amok. Catch them if they fall. (laughs) Never know your luck when there's a free fall roll. Okay, not to derail us on a derail, but there's a Liam Neeson version of Les Mes that there's no singing. And it's pretty good. Actually, I have seen that version and it is very good. The, the story of Les Mis is really, is yeah, really good. It's great. But also the, the stage show. <sighs> all right. All right. You two are done. I need you guys to bring in some sadder co-hosts. <laughs> okay. Hold on. <laughs> Jake? <laughs> <laughs> show me your fucking feet, Jake. <laughs> Sorry. Don't. Baby, you don't have to. You don't have to. You have to. 
Mikey, she is not talking to anybody. I should be able to pick that out better. <laughs> it's called space work, Mikey. <laughs> I've actually never been to space work, so it's yeah. hard for me to sympathize <laughs> with people who can space work. I can't watch improv. It's terrible. Is that where they rent out space on the space station for you to like do your small business, but the guy just ran away with billions of dollars? It's just like we work, Mikey. But it's but space. it's in space. <laughs> We have to fucking move on. I'm so sorry. It's called a communal office space in space. <laughs> it's called a communal office space space. Please make sure if you have a chest burster to get one of the phone booths so you don't disturb other people. Chest burster? I don't even know her. Okay, <laughs> I don't even know we're her. moving on. Let's get we back to the audition. Let's, let's get out of this. We got to wrap this up. Like We got to get off this space station. Dance 10 looks Three. So he he watches all these girls and it's like we literally see like 28 girls. Yeah. yeah. 27 better picks than this chick. <laughs> Except for that one who's just like giggling and acts like the Joker. Um, excuse me. She has a sense of humor. <laughs> she probably wouldn't have tried to murder him. So, yeah, it would have been a better pick. But anytime she's on her knees, she's like, let's put a smile on that face. <laughs> Do you know how I got these scars? <laughs> <laughs> that happens in this movie. The, oh, shit. That does happen. Yeah. <gasps> she's the Joker. Joker. I barely met her. Oh, my God. Some people are into that. But just make sure when you're joking them. That you squeeze the sides of the neck, not yeah, the top of it. Yeah, you want to go the it. sides yeah. of the neck. And if you're going to make a pencil disappear, please wash your hands first. <laughs> definitely wash the pencil. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. we also see his son is on like a little date at the house where they're just looking at books, like picture books of dinosaurs. And I was like, how old are these people? He's like, welcome to my house. My favorite thing is dinosaurs. Do you want to see my favorite picture? <laughs> My foot is as strong as a dinosaur's. <laughs> My mom always said I had stegosaurus feet. Because sometimes Nikes find a way. <laughs> you didn't hear this, but I got a scholarship to the University of Alabama in America because I can kick a football 7,000 yards. <laughs> I can kick a field goal from here. <laughs> Mama said dinosaurs don't smile because they have all them teeth and no toothbrushes. That movie, The Water Boy, obviously, has the funniest sound ever recorded. When that guy hit gets hit in the head. Yeah. Yes. When he throw when Henry Winkler throws that golden football out his office window and it hits Colonel Sanders professor in the head <laughs> and he goes <laughs> I lose it it's one of my favorite things time. ever i literally as a child like a child ass child watched that scene over and over <laughs> until my dad was like you have to stop watching that <laughs> he took it away from me you're not my real dad dad <laughs> you wait to see how hard i can kick dad I could kick a football over the mountains. <laughs> God damn it. We're never finishing this episode. This is where we live now, guys. We well, live in audition oh no. hell. I, my dad is grilling steaks, so I have like an incentive to wrap this up. You see, my favorite dinosaur is Littlefoot because my mom died of foot cancer, so I always work out my feet. Okay. Anyway, so we get through the audition. And we get to number 28, who is the 
ballet sad girl. Yeah. And but some of the questions they're asking during the audition are like, "Are you into drugs? Have you ever been a sex worker? Would you be?" And you're just like, Ugh. "Yeah." How do you feel about nudity? Have you ever Cringe. done pornography? <laughs> like what? What are we talking about right now? But if you're going to be on our version of the audition, be prepared for these questions. Be prepared that none of them are bad. <laughs> no answer is bad. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, there's no wrong answers here, but Predator or Aliens? What is your favorite <laughs> yeah. action film? Uh, I'm going to choose Predator because that's what I'm here for, right? right? You're a Predator? I'm here to meet a Predator? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so they get to Sad Girl, and he's like, I read your essay, and it was super sad, and she was just like, Yes, I am very sad. And he's like, How sad were you? She's like, and she's so like, fucking... So sad. She's like, I don't know how so sad you were, but sad. say it slow. Oh, so sad. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, but this is how we found out find out about her her ballet. Yeah. And that she damaged her hip. Sounds more like a bad lay. <laughs> oh. oh Nailed it. I know what's gonna damage her hip later. <laughs> Get kicked down the fucking stairs. Yeah. Try, oh, I thought you meant trying to have sex with a forty eight year old man. Oh, it's gonna damage his hip and his pride. <laughs> Anyway, uh, they basically end the audition after that. He's like, that's it. I found her, the lucky girl I'm going to marry. I guess it's a cultural thing because if in America you wanted to do this, you would just go to Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, you want, if you want to pick up someone who is real sad, that's I thought you were going to say, in America, if you want to do this, you have to put it on network TV <laughs> no. for millions of people to watch. I was going to say, guy, if you want a very sad younger person, just go down to the neighborhood grill for Dollar Margarita Night. Oh, oh yeah. That's where Mikey's the predator. <laughs> oh, no. You should see his mandibles page. If it eats cheese curds, we can kill it. <laughs> no, Paige, we can fuck it. Oh, it's a different kind of predator. Oh, well, all right. So his friend, he, he talks to his friend about the, the audition, and his friend is like, oh, so you're super into that sad ballet girl? And he's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. And he's like... Yeah, I don't. I, that seems like a bad idea. She, um. She give me the heebie jeebies, basically. Yeah. <laughs> she, she freaks me the fuck out. There's yeah. something fucking wrong with her, basically. She's the only one where I felt like, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a sleaze ball, too. So him saying that has to mean something. He's like, I know, right? Oh, yeah, there are so many cool, like, awesome young women we could exploit. You could fuck. You like that one, though? Like, she's really creepy. We shouldn't go there. No, 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 no. Here's the deal. That book she was reading was about how to cut off feet. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> don't date her. I don't really believe in auras, but she had this sort of, like, red flag around her and he's like nonsense she's perfect he's like i haven't seen that many red flags since my trip across the ocean to china oh because their flag is red yeah. their national flag is red uh -huh. i like the point where mikey gets where his jokes are just facts you know what's really funny seven days in a week <laughs> you know what's facts that girl has crazy eyes <laughs> that's does, what's facts though. Have you ever met someone that like a friend was dating and you instantly were like, oh, no. Yeah. Where their blink rate is like once per minute. And you're like, mm. by the way, oh no, low blink rate is a red flag that there is some sort of mental disturbance going on. What? It's Mikey, been studied. Yeah. Mikey, Natalie was bragging like three days ago about how long she can go without blinking. Uh, they've watched videos of people <laughs> right before they murdered people and people in the midst of psychosis, and they have a markedly lower blink rate than the general population. Todd, run. I woke up the other night and she was just looking at one of my feet. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you think she was going to steal it and eat it and leave you $47?
<laughs> anyway, so he gets home and he looks at her file and he's just like, oh, sadness, so sad. And so he calls her and sets up a date. Okay, this is one of the things that I really hate about this movie. And it's that he doesn't call her and is like, hey, we already cast the role or hey, the financing fell through for the movie, but I would love to take you out. Is that possible? He makes it seem like the acting work is still a possibility. Right. To get him to go out with her. Right. Or get her to go out with him. And that is super shitty. Yeah. And maybe if you win my audition, you could be a guest on the podcast. Nope. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and say no to that. Here's Look at my blink rate and see how I feel about it. I don't even like dating people I like, much less people I don't know. I don't even like dating people (laughs) I like, Paige. How do we fix this human? Like, how does that how does that get said? How does that get said into a microphone to the world? You know what, wow. uh, Mr. Randolph? I'm I'm really sorry to have to tell you this, but we're gonna have to take your foot. <laughs> I don't like dating people I like. I don't know what to do with that information. I mean, add it to Cast Call LA. (laughs) (laughs) Tell Central Casting about it. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so he's headed out of the office and his friend who did the audition with him was just like, hey, uh, don't call that sad girl uh, because I tried to check on her references and one of them has been missing for 18 months. Yeah. And it's like, she doesn't exist. So, like, call anyone else but her. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, Oh, yeah, sure. No, I'm definitely just about to go to dinner with her. But again, huge fucking red flag. Yeah. Yeah. This movie doesn't telegraph that she's a bad guy at all. Yeah. <laughs> her eyes do. The movie doesn't. Yeah, her eyes and her commemorative t-shirt that says, I keep a man in the bag and all I got was this stupid t-shirt. And all I got was his lousy foot. Yeah. <laughs> His three fingers and his tongue The tongue that's still moving on the floor later That I also find hilarious That made me laugh too Paige So hard. I was like why is that tongue Still trying to find the clit I was gonna say ladies If you're gonna remove a couple of parts One shouldn't be the tongue you know what I'm saying Yeah tongue and fingers I'm like man This doesn't bode well for him in the future They go on a weird date That has zero chemistry But they're just like we're in love But they're not in love like she no. there should have been Ugh. a 30 minute pause then he texts Todd and Paige to say I'm on a bad date and I don't like it at all <laughs> he's like I'm at the gym and this girl doesn't blink and also everyone she knows has been missing for 18 months do you think she's flirting with me <laughs> whatever happened with gym girl Mikey I haven't seen her in a couple weeks she was like, hey, this is when I work out. And then she worked out at a different time every time since then. Yeah, pretty much. I think well, I figured then out the mystery. she wasn't flirting. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. My buddy started working out at that time. So it's still fun. I'm a positive person. <laughs> if I see that bitch, I'm going to take her foot. <laughs> oh. She's got strong feet. She'll kick you down the stairs. And then up, and up them again because it's a stairmaster. So it just <laughs> constantly goes. Anyway, okay. So... He meets up with his friend the next day and they're throwing golf balls at a driving range, which was baffling on its own. It's because they didn't belong to the club. Oh, man, I get it. Because, you know, you hit golf balls with a club, Paige. No, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, God. Anyway, his friend is like, hey, uh, you went on a date with that girl that gave me the full-on creepy creeps heebie-jeebies i did like the song in the background tear the club up 
<laughs> you stupid son of a bitch. What are you Googling <laughs> Pitbull songs? What's happening right now? As you know, that's my favorite recording artist. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that? <laughs> it's one of the funniest things about you. So his friend is like, okay, um, maybe like wait to call her again because she's just terrifying. <laughs> like she is so creepy and sad. <laughs> and he's like, no, I know what I want. I met her. That's it. I'm just going to like, I'm going to be with that girl. And he's like, okay, but You've maybe been just on don't call one her date. right away. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. If I went on one date and said this stuff, you guys would be like. That's a huge red flag. Mikey, I wouldn't say anything. I would slap you in the face. With a foot. No. It's not <laughs> technically a kick if I if I use my hand to slap you. I would it. roll up a newspaper and hit him and be like, no. The, no. Y'all no, don't Mikey. understand. She was sad in all the right ways. <laughs> yeah, if your criteria is can no longer pursue her dream because she broke her hip and she's very sad, you're a predator. You're just dating in your 30s. <laughs> you know what? That's not untrue. As someone who was dating in their 30s. Yeah. yeah you know, because ever since I broke my hip and my sky dancing dreams went to shit, I've just had to do this. <laughs> anyway, so he tries not to call her, but he gives up and he calls her. She broke the three day rule. Yeah, broke the three day rule, which I think is a stupid rule, except in this case where she's clearly murderous. Well, and she is literally creepily waiting by the phone. And this is the part that I'm like, see, this is creepy. Because yeah. she's just like head down with her hair kind of like, that is creepy. And there's that one jump scare where the bag moves. That scared me. Yeah, that's yeah. a great reveal. Because and, and here's the thing. It's like we are more than 40 minutes into the movie at this point when we yeah. get to this point where she's listening for the phone. You could cut that 40 minutes. Yeah. The first jump scare with the bag should happen about 20 minutes in. And I'm not saying that from yeah. like a story structure or whatever. I'm just saying that there is easily... 20 minutes of shit you don't need in the first yeah. 40 minutes of this movie. Yeah. Well, and so she, we see the phone ringing and then we see her just waiting for the phone call and we see her smile. Yeah. And this is when we see the bag roll. It's, yeah. This is when it happens. So it's 40 minutes into the movie. Uh, she goes on a date with him and she does say she's like, I'm a little clingy, but like, I'm so happy when I'm with you. And he's like, well, I would never lie to you. But another girl got the lead. Like he just kind of like, but maybe we're not even going to make the movie. So it's all still lies. Yeah. That she's eventually going to find out. I mean, but he does sort of come clear that like the movie's not going to happen. He lies to her about why, though. He was like, yeah. the financer didn't like one scene. So he like pulled out and the movie's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that pullout game's weak. That's how he's got a son, bro. <laughs> yeah, with the strongest feet in Japan. <laughs> he gets that from his mom's side of the family, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Her yeah. last name was Bigfoot. Uh, I was I was gonna say Momthra, but <laughs> <laughs> he really became a sad squatch. <laughs> anyway, he gets he gets home and his son is back on his dinosaur bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like I'm taking her away for the weekend And then I'll introduce her to you after But he's gonna propose that weekend They've been on like two fucking dates Yeah that seems way too fast yeah, he, but he, I don't think I don't think you realize, Todd. She's so sad. She's so she's sad, so, so and she also sad. like can barely afford to take care of herself, and really needs like some help. Oh, yeah, now you're speaking my language. So we cut to them going away for the weekend, and she's out on the balcony, and he's 
talking about restaurants like hey we could go to this place they've got great food we could talk to the concierge and she just does not reply and strips and then lies under the sheets and i was like that's the creepiest thing i've ever seen oh yeah so creepy i would hate that i it's it's <laughs> this is a red flag it is a red flag like a hundred percent if you're all, if you're away for a sex weekend with somebody and they are not talking and they just go turn off the lights and unbutton their clothes and take off their clothes, like they want to do something else, so shut up and help them with that. But yeah, but also they're just not communicating. It is a disconnected experience, which is weird. Yeah. Um. But also she lays under the sheets and is like, I want to show you my body, my whole body. And she lifts it up feet first so that he can see her scars on her leg. But there was a part of me that was like, wouldn't it be hilarious? If she was just like, it's a Marvin the Martian tattoo peeing on the Domino's logo. Like, yeah. Or just like, my feet are real fucked up. <laughs> just like monster claws. She did ballet. That could be, honestly. Oh, ballerina's feet are fucked up. Yeah. I had, there was a couple ballerinas in my sorority and their feet are messed up. Hey, unrelated to what you just said, what are those ballerinas doing now? And do they want to appear in the audition? <laughs> <laughs> they are married to other people happily. Perfect. So they're sad. Let's do this. <laughs> oh no, they're not sad. They are joking. <laughs> I did think it was gonna be funny that she like I have all of the like breakfast cereal cartoon mascots tattooed on my ass. I have two <laughs> can Sam's nose on my taint. And she's like, and she's like, that's where you put the milk. <laughs> Oh God, <laughs> game. Oh, oh, oh! You guys wanted to be disgusting. Well, eat it. No, we didn't. No, no, we did not, Mikey. I'm literally gonna cut every disgusting oh. thing Paige and I said out of the episode, so it sounds real out of nowhere. Good luck with that. What do you have? Like a lifetime? Uh, so <laughs> to edit? No, but I do feel no. like I've been editing for my entire life. So he gets undressed. He gets into bed next to her. We cut to the next morning and she is gone yeah she pulled a mikey but she did before like as they were having sex she was like love me alone love no one else but me and then she's just gone now to me that's the red flag that is a red like flag. if i'm post coitus and someone turns to me and says you will only love me and no one else in my mind i thought she might mean this is like the define the relationship conversation. That's like, not define. That's more of a threat. It seems like a threat. <laughs> it sounded like a threat to me. It, it is positioned that way. But like, I could understand her being like, okay, we're not fucking other people, are we? Like, that's a fine conversation to have. Oh, I would have been like, girl, it's been a week. We're going to lose use the L word. I mean, we are in a <laughs> hotel. It's like, what a fun weekend this is. But when she says, you love your son, you lied to me, there are other people that you love. I was like, of course he loves his son. How can you love him? He only loves dinosaurs and not you. (laughs) (laughs) You, The only thing he's interested in is dinosaurs and kicking that tree out back. (laughs) But of course I love him. He's got my no DNA. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so she leaves. He wakes up to the phone ringing and the hotel's like, um, your girlfriend left. So are you going to stay? 
I'll be like, you're a really nosy front desk. Shut the fuck up. I literally would have been like, hey, mind your own business. I'm trying to sleep. Where's your manager? I want free breakfast. <laughs> I want another pillow cookie because she ate one, but clearly she's not here anymore, so I should get another one. I didn't pay for her. She came on her own free will. You stop. Where's your manager? Mikey, there's no way she came at all. Yeah, yeah nonsense. <laughs> Who cares? You should care. Maybe she would have left him with at least one foot. <laughs> well, I'm glad she left because if a woman turned to me and said, you're only going to love just me forever and ever and like you're never going to hurt me, I'd been like, I have to get away from this hotel room. I am a human and therefore fallible and we need to be able to communicate about this. Okay, bye. <laughs> I would have been like, I would have dropped a pin in our group chat. And I've been like, I'm going to die. I need you to know where I am. Bring extra feet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bring me a new pair of shoe. <laughs> yeah. oh. So he goes to work uh, and tells his friend, he's like, yeah, you know, the creepy chick you told me not to call. She just up and disappeared. And the friend is like, Good. <laughs> she seemed haunted <laughs> AF. <laughs> but the friend is like, yeah, I don't have her address or anything. And he's like, there's no way there's no way we can find her. It's 1999. There's no way that like private eyes exist or like any way to look up information. I don't know. This made me so mad that he was like, I'm not going to be able to find her. And then he just like finds her. Wouldn't it be extra weird if they had hired a private eye like from the 40s and he was like, let's see, she was a dame that was so sad. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes like a film noir like P.I. Yeah. movie at that point. Anyway, he remembers that she went to this one dance studio. She had listed it in her application. So he goes there and it's like boarded up. And there's a man in a wheelchair there playing the piano. And I can't figure out how that guy gets in or out <laughs> with it boarded up. Paige, that dude's been dead for 10 years or whatever. Like That's his ghost. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's alive or not. I just got the idea that he lives there. Like, I also love that he finds this, like, dance studio or whatever it is. It's boarded up. He opens the door through the boards and then rips the boards down and goes in. And then there's a dude there playing piano and he's like, sorry to disturb you. And I'm like, you just <laughs> ripped down the barricade between him and the outside world. You're currently doing a B&E right now. <laughs> Your balls deep mm. in breaking and entering. Sorry to disturb you. Hey, uh, Wood Toes. Have you seen this lady? Tinder toes. Tinder toes. <laughs> they, I mean, aggressively, that dude's feet look like Mad Men Mars's feet. But he's he's wearing, I'm not even joking, he's wearing like leather shoes that have a wood plank at the bottom to help him balance. Those are not leather. Those are definitely latex monster feet yes, purchased from I, a spirit Halloween mm -hmm. and then stapled to those wooden boards. American healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, insurance denied your leather foot wood plank claim. Yeah, you have to go down to Spirit <laughs> Halloween Hospital. <laughs> it's like a regular hospital, but it was closed for too long. And now it's a Spirit Halloween. And all the nurses are sexy. Ooh. <laughs> or spooky. <laughs> We're gonna walk down to Leg Avenue. Leg Avenue? Leg Avenue. Do you guys not know about Leg Avenue? No. <laughs> like the number one manufacturer of sexy lady costumes. They're called Leg Avenue. They've Leg Avenue has been the name in sexy lady costumes for like twenty years. Go to your nearest Spirit well, Halloween, and I dare you to not find a Leg Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, he asks this guy, he's like, yo, do you know this girl, Asami? And the guy's like, have you tasted her sweet pussy? And you're just like, whoa, whoa guy, whoa, He doesn't say what? all that. I mean, he implies that heavily. He but implies like, he doesn't that. Quite he heavily say implies that. that. Yeah. yeah. Have you smelled her? Have you touched her flesh? Have you had sex with her? And he's like, yeah, nosy. Yeah, damn. He's like, I realize I just broke into your home, but you don't have to hit me with questions. Yeah. Uh, and we do get a, a tiny flashback to her as a childhood dancer. So we, this is was her teacher. Yeah. And we get a shot of him burning her with metal rods in a very, very sexualized position. Yeah, it's like on her inner thigh. Yeah. But it's also the, I mean, we saw that scar when she lifted the bed sheet and showed all the tattoos of the breakfast and cereal we, things. <laughs> of the breakfast cereals. <laughs> um, we, and we do see that scar a little bit later too. Yeah. So he leaves and washes his face in the bathroom at home and he's like okay so clearly she's not there just mad mad mars is uh, but where to next and he's like that's right the stonefish bar in the fourth district so he goes and he it's like downstairs and another tenant is like oh that place has been closed for a year because the guy got or the woman who owned it got murdered because of something her boyfriend did and he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, the room kind of tilts. So the blood pooled outside the door. And then when they went in to find her, they found an extra three fingers, an extra ear and a tongue. And we get like a flashback, like a shot of the tongue that's on the floor still moving. But like definitely like licking at the air. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like spelling out the ABCs in the air. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, hey, girl, hey, Floor, you like that? <laughs> Tell me when you're close, Floor. I mean, I've heard of munching carpet, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, honestly, this tongue is just munching some hardwoods. They call me Johnny Three Fingers and Tongue. <laughs> Why Johnny? Mikey is the same number of syllables. <laughs> <laughs> they like to role play. <laughs> I like when Mikey role plays. He role plays as a different basic white dude. It's <laughs> great. Well, I'm not going to like appropriate a culture. <laughs> Hi, my name's Caleb. I'll be your bedroom fantasy tonight. <laughs> my dick is pumpkin spice latte flavored. I'm so excited for fall. I, I can't even. I, I ordered a fall candle already. Today. I was like, oh. it's still hot as balls here, but I am. I'm ordering pumpkin things anyway. This is a huge red flag because right yes. now this dude has like found out that a guy that she says she knew has been missing for 18 months. A a girl that supposedly probably dated the guy that she was referencing got murdered. And there's a guy with Madman Mars's feet asking about that girl's puss. Like, bad things have happened. But yeah, okay, so we now know that the guy in the bag is the guy from Ace Records. And right. he was dating the owner and worker or the employee at Stonefish Bar or whatever. Right. And he was cheating on the Stonefish Bar owner with this girl with ballerina right. sad ballerina lady asami, and so yeah. yeah so asami killed the woman cut his fingers off and tongue off and put him in a bag and his feet yeah so we cut to his house uh with his housekeeper and she's kind of straightening up the house he's not home yet but we kind of see like her vision where she goes up the stairs, she sees all the pictures, she drugs his booze, all of it. Or at least that's implied. Yeah, we don't see her actually do that. We just see the aftermath of that when he passes out after drinking. Right. And when we see the camera kind of as her vision looking at those items. Yes. So he comes home, he has a note from his son that's like, hey, can you feed the dog when he comes out of hiding? Uh, and so he sits down, he gets a drink. 
The dog's nowhere to be found. We'll find out that the dog is dead, which is super fucking sad. How dare she? That dog was adorable. It is super fucking sad, but when they show the dead dog, it looks like a cartoon dead dog, and it made me laugh. Hmm. Oh, hmm. no. Hmm. It made me sad still. Uh. It was so cartoony looking that I, I was like, oh, they have like a joke stuffed dog. Well, it was really funny because it was actually a cat. As you know, <laughs> she has a lot of problems with side bitches she clearly does yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyway so he passes out because he has clearly been drugged and what ensues next is a little confusing because it seems like while he's passed out he figures it all out he astroplanes into the past present and future astral projects not astral planes Well, how else are you going to fly there? How do you get there, okay? It's not like the Akashic Records are close, asshole. Uh, Projecting Um, is an emotional thing. Flying on a plane is traveling. So he gets on on the astral plane to the astral plane. Uh Yeah. Um, But we know he's never been to her house. Like, he's never seen any of that stuff. So he seems to be seeing... And like present in these places, but I don't think he ever travels there because she tortures him in the house. I think it's the best film representation of an epiphany of maybe all those red flags were right all at once uh, that we've ever seen on film of like in that moment. He's like, oh, it's a very specific epiphany, though, because like some of the stuff he sees and figures out, you're just like, how How you didn't have all these puzzle pieces? What's happening? He's like, man, the human mind is magical yeah he sees her decapitating the guy who's playing piano at the ballet school or whatever and up till that point he's not seen the garot wire he's met that guy but doesn't really quite know their connection yet like it's just like insane that he sees all this well and he's never he's never seen the guy in the bag or even that there is a bag but somehow he knows about the bag you know i mean you know with a girl like that that there's a bag (laughs) Because she gets the bag. What I don't understand is how she takes the bag everywhere. I don't think she takes it anywhere. It's always in her apartment. But that's that's what I'm saying. That's That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't realize that, Paige, because he's seeing that. And he's never been to her apartment. Right. He's never seen her laundry bag of men. Right. Like any right. of that. Yeah. Well, he figured it out. He had the pieces in his mind. They just didn't click. No, he didn't. He was like. He didn't have those yeah. pieces. The only thing they found in him was three fingers, a tongue, and whatever in his feet. So yeah. she definitely throws up his. Okay, calm down. All right. Uh, you're being a little overdramatic. <laughs> it is super gross. Anyway, so he goes through. So he sees the, the teacher get get garroted and, and decapitated. Um, he sees uh, the woman that she killed from that bar, supposedly. Yeah, who he's never seen a picture of. So he has an, he basically has an opinion that she's a killer. And and pictures so yeah. there's a there's a question of I mean she must actually be doing some of these things cuz that bears out through what we see later. Yeah. Maybe not, anyway. but she's at least trying to kill him. Yeah, who knows. But the guy's missing. He he was like, "Oh, maybe she did murder that guy." And he kind of imagined it as he's passing out. Then he quickly moved on to that to like, "Let me go through all the blowjobs of the past." <laughs> well, not yet. We got to get through some other shit oh. first. Because 
he flashes back to the to the date they have where she basically detailed her abuse for a long time. Yeah, so I guess my question was, is the conversation we saw that night real or is this the real conversation they had that night? I think this might be the real conversation they had. So just when he was having that conversation with her on her first date, he just like in his head made up that she had a fine family life. I think you fill in the gaps with what you want. (laughs) I think we didn't see complete portions of things because I think we saw the beginning of the conversation where she's like, I love being around you. It's so great. And what we didn't see was her detailing the years of abuse. But we do see her ask him ask, how's your family? Like, what what's your family situation? And she's like, "Uh, I don't have a great relationship with my family, but it's fine. They're they live wherever. And like it's we're not super close, but we talk occasionally. Right. They live up in Tokyo. And then we see this yeah. conversation much later in the movie where it's like a completely different scenario. Like her parents got divorced when she was young. She went to go live with her uncle. Her uncle's wife tortured her, broke her shoulder, and then she went back to live with her mom. Her mom enrolled her in the ballet school where she was then again tortured. And I do feel right. like that's like her real original story. I think that's the real story. Right? And that's yeah. sort of why she has this real fucked up like view of life that makes her like take toes but like i don't understand why they showed us that scene before if none of that is real i think it was to make us think they were falling in love but there's just no chemistry and so it doesn't but then we also in this flashback sequence much later see the night in the hotel where we actually see them have sex and then she does not leave yeah and so you know so like did he leave what is real what was crazy to me is that he wakes up sees her there and he's like oh, okay cool and then he immediately checks his feet oh yeah immediately laugh because he's like having this dream and he's like oh fuck both my feet are here and then you realize that he's just dreaming i don't know it's crazy it's it's crazy so as he's going through kind of flashing back through all of that he has this like flashback to her apartment which again he's never been to and she like tackles him and starts like ripping his clothes off she's going to blow him and then he looks down and it's a secretary and then he looks down and it's the young girl from earlier that was there to see his son like it's a whole wild mess of craziness jobs from christmas past yeah i mean like we've all reminisced about previous beach yeah well and he (laughs) he then backs over he like trips as he falls backward over the the bag, yeah, and then goes to open the bag, and that's when that guy crawls out of the bag, Ugh. and he's missing his fingers and one of his ears and his tongue and his feet, and it happens mostly off screen, but you can hear it, and that's the worst part, is that she barfs into a dog bowl and then gives it to the guy missing fingers, and then he eats it, which is super gross. And Todd, you could maybe take your headphones off for this, Mikey. I just. It seemed like a lot of barf for a small lady, right? I think she just gagged a little and it was a bowl of milk with some stuff in it. Oh, maybe. I just thought it was like, that's a lot. Yeah, I I think she just made the noises. I don't think it was actual barf. I I think it's supposed to be actual barf if you read all the, The, you know. The the bowl is too shallow. It would have splattered out more with the projection. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, but yeah, I don't know. She would have to have some sort of funnel device to get everything down into the bowl. I think Todd is actually barfing right now, and I feel really bad. Well, you told him to take the headphones off. I did, and he did, and then I think it still happened. So I don't think it was because of this. You I left think it was one on, I think. Picturing what happened and happened in the movie. And now I feel bad. That was not my intention. 
Are you okay? Did you barf? I did just throw up, yes. I'm so sorry. It's all right. That sucks a lot. Anyway, so the... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not going to talk about it again. <laughs> anyway, so she's like throwing up into this dog bowl. No, we, get, we went into yeah. details. We don't think it's... We think she was faking it. Anyway, Ugh. so he's kind of... As he's moving through her apartment, he's seeing like the guy in the wheelchair and the guy from the bag kind of making out with the girl from the bar. Yeah. And we hear the guy in the wheelchair say, Asami, dance for me. Dance, you bitch. If you don't dance, I'll punish you like I always do. And then he burns her leg. We hear like the sizzle. Yeah. And so this is where we watch her decapitate him. And she says... The wire cuts through bones so easily. This is the first time we kind of hear her say that. And he just seems like into it. Like he's like fine to be decapitated. I think she's been torturing him for a while, maybe. Fair enough. But uh, at this point, our main character wakes up drugged on the floor and she's in the hallway putting on long gloves and like a latex apron. Yeah, the thing from the cover of the, the thing. Yeah. And this is where we see that she killed the dog, which is so sad. Yeah. And then she's got like a leather doctor bag, like a giant sack, and she puts a sheet down for the blood. But there's no guy in it. Yeah, there's no guy in this yeah, sack. Yeah. No. And then we get the famous shot with the needles. That shot with her loading the syringe yeah. is like the most famous shot from this. Yeah, movie. it's like the poster or whatever. Yeah, and so she injects him so that he's paralyzed but can still feel pain. Also, he's not paralyzed. This dude's jerking around the entire rest of the movie. Yeah, I think it's involuntary, but yeah. I mean, I think he's not able to move well. I mean, I think his movement is inhibited, yes, and certainly is after this evening. But, like, (laughs) I don't think he's fully on paralyzed. It's not like a what lies beneath moment. Right, right, right. So she has a bunch of needles and... There's like 20 minutes of this. It's like 20 minutes left of the movie and it's just her putting needles into like his stomach and she's just kitty, 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 because it's deeper, deeper. I thought she put them in his eyes. She did does after. It's right. It's actually right it's, it's below the, his the, eyes. It's like the bag. Yeah, it's right eyes. below his eyes. I thought yeah. she put yeah. it in. I was like, oh, that's awful. Yeah. I mean, that would have been worse, I think. Well, yeah. So he ends up with needles all over his stomach and in his eyes. And then she straddles him, which like crushes some of the needles into him worse, which is even worse. Yeah. But as she is continuing to put them in his eyes, she hears his son come home. That's just uh, acupunch him. Acupunch her. But so the son comes home. This is where she gets the spray bottle. He does not freak out about dad on the floor legless. Well, we sorry, I, I messed up because she shackles him and takes off one foot before the yes, son comes throws home. At the, yeah, those at the door. We've mentioned it. So, so son comes in, sees dad, needles all over him, leg missing. He's like, dad, what is going on here? Dad's into freaky yeah, shit. This, yeah, yeah, very odd. I don't know. Girl comes out, sprays the thing, and he's like, oh my God, no, don't spray me. (laughs) So, but this is where he wakes back up on the floor and has a flashback to that hotel room as if she hadn't left, and he still has his feet, and it seems like everything's okay, but now he's like really freaked out about her. Yeah. Uh, But then he wakes up again on the floor and the thing that kind of like takes him out of it is he hears her saying deeper deeper and it wakes him out of it yeah well as she's putting needles deeper and deeper into him yeah yeah so she tries to spray the kid they run to the top of the stairs she sprays him all over but as he's kind of like you know fetal position on the ground he kicks her down the stairs and it like launches her into the air as we have implied many times she falls at the bottom and breaks her neck like it is brickety breaked super break yeah she's dead and it's like bulging and gross yeah and as he's 
kind of floating in and out of consciousness, he thinks that he hears her basically replaying that first conversation they had on their first date. And we we hear like kind of her voiceover basically that says, it'll be hard to get over, but you'll find that life is wonderful one day, uh, which is supposed to be him talking to his son when his mother died. Yeah. But then we cut to a last shot of her in the apartment, tying her ballet slippers and dancing. And, and that's, that's the, the movie. movie. So having seen this movie, having talked about the movie, having thrown up about this movie, yeah. what did you guys think about Audition? I didn't like it. I mean, it's tough because that last 20 minutes is pretty fun, but like it's not worth the the first 90, you know? Like it it is a slog to get through. And the the things that people remember this movie for are the last 20 minutes, 100%. Yeah. They forget about all the pacing problems and how long it took them to get to that last 20 minutes. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not rushing to watch it again. I literally messaged you guys when I was 62 minutes into the movie and I said, I think I'm watching the, the wrong movie because like right. nothing scary has happened really like nothing has happened really much at all nothing yeah. at all and then 25 minutes later is when the torture porn starts and i was like oh okay yeah maybe i am watching the right movie but that is like an hour and 40 minutes into this movie yeah and i i don't like torture porn stuff like i i just don't love horror movies so like the movie was boring and then the stuff that is for like horror fans the last like 20 15 minutes of this movie i didn't like that either so it was like right it was gross and then i threw up tonight so like you know whatever it's gross i'm sorry bro Nah, it's fine i'm like used to it yeah but now if like you're sitting at the cafeteria table like you're a real horror fan yeah I would never, ever bring up that I watched this movie. I wouldn't tell anybody. Well, (laughs) you mean aside from the 40 to 50,000 people that are going to hear this? I mean, yeah. But like, listen, it's a secret, guys. Don't tell anybody I saw this movie. I don't know. Like, I, I honestly don't understand, like, the impulse of being like, oh, I watched Terrifier. Doesn't that make me cool? No. It's a movie. I haven't seen Terrifier. I think that's probably been overhyped a bit. I remember the noise around this film at the time. Yeah, this was like a rite of passage. Right. But I feel that way about like fucking Rush. Like Rush like has one of the best drummers in the world. But like I don't, I mean, I guess I'm talking about it right now. But like I would never be like, yeah, Neil Peart's the best. Like I don't know. I don't understand that impulse at all about anything. I don't understand people who listen to Fish. So yeah, I get that. Me either. But I hear acid's great so maybe one day i'll get it i mean i guess at the time it was different yeah there was nothing else like this there was no hostile you know it was groundbreaking at the time 100 percent. this was definitely breaking new ground and gore because it very much is like the scene from misery where his feet are like on the in the log or whatever and she hits it it's like that but she cuts his feet off yeah he should have gotten out of the caca duty car (laughs) (laughs) i want a cocky duty sad girl (laughs) but yeah i mean this this movie just has nothing for me in it like it's just the last 20 minutes are scary and gross and the first 70 minutes are boring so Paige, you have some fun facts for us indeed i do so hit us with your fun facts Sex pest, fun facts. Okay, so uh, the a lot of the buzz around this movie at the time came from the Rotterdam Film Festival in the year 2000 uh, because this had actually come out in 99 at a few places in Asia, but most people uh, either from America and Western Europe saw it at the Rotterdam Film Festival. And it had a record number of walkouts. Like 
the film festival had never had so many people walk out of a movie before. And then they actually gave the movie an award. Um, but one of the women while walking out of the movie screamed, you are sick at the director on her way out. I guess she stayed for the end then. Yeah, I guess uh, she she sat through the whole thing and walked out at the end. At the Swiss premiere, somebody actually passed out and needed emergency room attention, which a lot of times when you hear that about movies, because like The Shining did not The Shining. Um, Exorcist. The Exorcist. Yeah. Have have both kind of used that to be like, oh, it's so scary. This actually happened. And I think it's because they vomited. Um and it was not good. Uh, Been there. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino, Eli Roth, and Rob Zombie have all cited this movie as an influence. Uh, yeah, no shit. Yeah, no shit indeed. Yeah. Um, the entire film was shot in three weeks, um, which is actually a week longer than the director usually took to shoot movies at the time. That is insanely fast. Yeah. And part of the reason that they that he had the extra week and that there was funding behind it is because this was originally funded by Omega Project, which you saw as their title card early in the film. Yeah. They wanted to make a horror film after the success of Ringu um, and and also kind of in between Ringu and Juan. And so they purchased the rights to a book. This is actually based on a book by Ryu Murakami. And then they hired Takashi Miike to film the adaptation. So with the author's blessing and they had him ad- adapted as well. So there is a book of this movie. What I would actually be really curious about, cause I've never read the book is cause a lot of the problems we have with this is pacing. The story itself could be very scary and very impactful. I wonder if the book is better to be honest with you. I can't imagine it's worse. I mean, they yeah, cut that right? scene out where they played footsie. Oh no! I love how they play footsie now though Because he just throws it from across the room at her Yeah Um, There was supposed to be an English language American remake In the early 2000s In the wake of The Ring and The Grudge uh, But it eventually got defunded It ended up in development hell It never gets made The character of Asami in the film Is almost always wearing white clothing In part because in Asian countries Particularly Japan White is associated with death You'll notice most of the ghosts or dead people this past month as we've been doing Asian horror are in white. Yeah, she's wearing white the entire movie. Well, trust me, a girl wearing white is scary to me. (laughs) People have read this movie as either feminist or misogynistic, depending on who you talk to. It depends on what part of the movie you're watching. I mean, towards the end, it is very uh, feminist. And at the beginning, it's very misogynistic. Yes, and that's kind of the part that people struggle with. Um, But that is a very Western reading of this film to have it go either way. Both the director and the writer of the book have expressed that there is not a particularly feminist message to the book. Um, Also, film scholars in the years since this came out have noted that the culture, the cultural conversation around feminism in America and in other Western countries is very different than the conversation around that in Asia. And there is not necessarily congruity between the two. And so the depiction of the treatment of women in this movie is not necessarily as out of step as it would have been to a Western audience as far as what is portrayed in some Asian cinema. So there's a lot of different ways that you can read the movie, essentially, is what it is. that's fair. So the director, Takashi Miike, felt like the book that this was based on was a love letter to a woman, and so the script was written as a reply from the same woman. I don't know how that's possible 
or where you get that idea, but that is what they have said. And those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts. Um, Let's talk some box office. I don't have the budget for this movie. My apologies. But do you want to guess how much it made worldwide in its theatrical release? Um, This was kind of a sleeper because I think this one came out in a lot of festivals first. Okay. uh, As as opposed to just a straight up release. Um, But I'm going to say a million. Okay. Mike, do you want to take a guess? 3 million American, 15 million yen. <laughs> okay. So you have Do no you idea what an exchange rate, rate is. <laughs> is what we just learned. Um, okay. So in 1999, this movie brought in the amazing total of $242,000. That was I was my brain was saying 300,000. I was like, "No, it can't be that low." But It yeah, is. But I do think you're right. It was festivals. It wasn't like a full like 2000 theater release right exactly Because i do think it would have made a lot more than that just the edge lords going to see it alone it would have made a million dollars but if you adjust the two hundred and forty two thousand dollars to today's dollars that would be four hundred and thirty one point seven thousand dollars and that is your box office so mikey do you want to hit him with that scary scale yeah the scary scale is how scary we found the film when we watched it this time it's a scale of one to ten our one example is Ghostbusters, and our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Paige. That's a one for me. Todd. So I feel like I've already given this my dinner. So um, I don't know. To me, it's probably like a three. It's not super scary. It is very gross. And I almost threw up while watching it and threw up just thinking about it when we were talking about it. So it is very mm-hmm. gross, but it really is just that barf scene for me. Yeah. But I will stand by what I... And the director of this movie have said, this is not horror. It's also one for me. And that's our scary scale. (laughs) All right. So this week, the listeners made us watch Audition. What are you guys making us watch next week? It's a new month. It's a new theme. As always. The theme for this upcoming month is new releases. releases. There's a lot of good horror out. And we want to talk about it. Nice. So our First movie for new releases month is Black Phone. Ooh, Ethan Hawke coming at my heart. There you go. I've seen a lot of people talking about this movie in the Facebook group. I have not read any of the posts because... I can't read. I get it. So your homework for next week is to... I think it's streamable, right? Yes. It is on Peacock. Boom. Nailed it. Yeah, I just uh, searched it on um, Just Watch. It's available on Peacock, and of course you can run it, and it's still in some theaters, as Mikey was saying. So... Find a place to watch The Black Phone and then watch The Black Phone and uh-huh. listen to the episode for next week. Yeah. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? Mm. So, while you're looking one up, let me tell them how they can have their review run on the podcast and that's to leave us a five-star text review and we'll have Mikey read it for you. So, Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week? PIP573. What is, did you say PIP573? Uh-huh. They say absolute favorite podcast. I like this review because it's like, No questions. Like, I know exactly what they're talking about. Pip says, great job. Love the show. Wish I didn't have to wait a week to hear a new episode. Five Ah. stars. Uh, Well, thank you so much for that awesome five-star review, Pip Pip. And if you want to have Mikey read your review, leave us a five-star review. 
So guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the mm-hmm. regular feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me, but not Todd, just look me up on Venmo. If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable. That's fine. But if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horror virgin. We also link it like once a week. So just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. Literally, we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. And then we'll do this episode was brought to you by Tia and Tia's teenager has been driving her crazy. So how's Tia's teenager driving her crazy this week? She keeps putting needles under her eyes. I don't like that at all. Uh, This movie is also brought to you by the number Jeff and Jeff wants you to check out his podcast, Kissing Jessica Jones, where each week they break down an episode of the Jessica Jones Netflix Marvel TV show, but also Agent Carter and WandaVision. So if you want to listen to a breakdown podcast of any of those shows, check out Kissing Jessica Jones. This episode is also brought to you by Jonathan and Jonathan wants to make us watch some spooky spider videos. So he sent me a new video. And uh, he's going to have us watch it right now. I do not think this is a spider video because it said the message he sent was don't bulk up too much, Todd. Big man shouldn't play horror games. Oh, okay. I understand why this is a thing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This guy is talking about how he's streaming until he's going to hit 69,000 followers. No! (laughs) Fuck, that scared me, too. He broke his keyboard. That's amazing. (laughs) He, he got so scared he broke his keyboard. Uh, I will say this. There's a video of me on YouTube breaking my keyboard over my knee while streaming. I got so <laughs> mad I stood up and broke my keyboard over my leg. Was it because you got scared or because something you couldn't play the game well or something? No, nah, it's because I had lost about $400 in eight minutes, so I uh, was pretty pissed. Oh, yeah, he was playing online poker. It actually wasn't online poker. It was online gambling with CSGO skins. And if you understand what I'm talking about, you're the kind of nerd who would enjoy that video. But Jonathan, thank you so much for that awesome, awesome spooky video that honestly scared me. (laughs) And if you want to see more of that, check out our Twitch stream when we will be streaming some more of The Quarry at some point. We now return you to another episode of uh, The the Patreonicals. And Mikey, I'm pretty sure you were gearing up for a full reset last week because 
Shit got dark. Yeah. yeah. So dark that we got complaints in the Facebook group. Yep. Yeah. I saw. Okay. Dave finds a time machine. It's in the shape of a pocket watch. I remember where we're at. He goes back to the time. Back in time. Back in time. Not too far. He goes like three weeks. He, oh, all right. He, he's going three weeks. And uh, while the moon is rebuilding. And he, he goes and he meets his past self and murders him. Okay. But it's Dave, so it doesn't super matter, He's right? He's closing the time loop on himself. Yeah, he, you know, he knew that he was going to take that man's place, and so he can't have two Daves. Yeah, he watched all the seasons of Dark, and he's definitely understood them. I've not watched that show. You're also the only person who I've ever heard reference the I've show Dark. I've heard it's a good show. Sure. Yeah, sure. It's, it's I've heard really it from Paige. No, it's, it was like a big deal when it was on a couple years ago. Yeah, if you don't mind reading your TV shows, you'll love Dark. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he goes and he rounds people up. So he's like, he goes, Danielle, he gets Danielle and Aaron and Libby, the Mun leadership together and was like, hey, I know you're making clones of the of the, the Mun people to, to invade Earth. It's like, they're like, invade Earth? No, we need to repopulate the Mun. Uh, we would never invade Earth. What's going on? Like, what are you talking about? And he's like, what? I come from the future. I, I know this happened. And they're like, oh, <laughs> we didn't. We don't plan on doing that. In fact, we need to find a way to like get Scott and Wes not to birth Mun clones out of their mouths like seahorses. I just say stuff Great. until Paige looks weird and then I move on. I mean, Todd birthed a clone out of his mouth earlier in this episode. So. <laughs> no, that, was, that was just beef ravioli. Oh, oh no. No, it was actually, it was like pretty good. Good enough to taste a second time? Honestly, it wasn't the worst vomit. Oh, gross. Okay. Anyway, Dave... Uh, he gets Isaac and Karun, and he's like, guys, like, in three weeks, the Earth's going to die because the Mun invaded, and they kill everyone, but they're saying they didn't do anything, and they're like, we're with you. We'll kill some people. And so <laughs> Karun kills Nathan, the professional wrestler. He just stabs him in the stomach, and he's like, it's probably the Illuminati. Let's shoot first, ask questions later. And everybody's like, you know what? He's probably not wrong. They are the pretty much the bad person in all of these stories. And mm-hmm. so Amy uh, and Dreskel are on the space station with Jeremy Laser Eyes sealing up the moon, if you guys remember all that. Yeah, absolutely. And, no, of course not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Kate has been tied. Like, Dave talks to Kate. She's flying them all to the space station, you know, because Nathan was on the moon running some shit. Right. But first they stop at Signing Donuts, Signing Donut Castle, where he's having a giant donut threesome with Jennifer with a PH and Kaylee. And they're like, hey, get your cream out of here. We need help. <laughs> Fly this donut to the space station. And so they're going. And then you cut to the space station. And uh, Bo Easy and Cody are actually on the space station, too, because they're they're talking about stuff they want to sell to the Mon. And Bo Easy's like, Bo Easy and Cody, they're kind of best friends. Uh, and they're like, Bo Easy, we want you to, like, skydive from the space station to the mun and like we'll record it for red bull it'll be super cool <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> oh what because he's not jumping off a ladder you're not into it page yeah. yeah damn straight that's also <laughs> monster energy drink get it right oh yeah excuse me so sorry and cody uh the pawn shop guy is like totally uh like oh bro that sounds super cool let me sell you this like space parachute space pack thing that i got in twenty dollars and so he sells that and then dreskel is like tricking amy into fixing stuff and then like he sends a message to libby and he's like libby you still on this plan i'll kill your whole family if you don't (laughs) put the mind control stuff in the moon people's 
cheese because that's what they eat on the moon. Naturally. And it's so the donuts that's head Rex. towards the space station to confront Dreskel, and that's the end of the episode. All right. All right well, I guess we'll wait till next week to find out what happens on maybe not the reset of the Patreonicals. Question mark? That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it oogie spooky. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Dog bowl vomit nerds. Oh, I got to go brush my teeth.